I want to say that I really appreciate Robert. And the reason I appreciate Robert is he was alive during the ice bowl, so he can like bring some historic uh, <laughs> stats to, the, to our conversation. <laughs> Frozen Tundra. <laughs> I, I love it because he's like back in 1977, like this guy, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Real. Robert got a leather helmet on his head right now. I, I do remember him when I was like six or seven years old. My dad used to point him out on TV. He's the coach of the Packers. This was in 1976 or 77. So it was, I was very young. But my, when I, my first, this is really strange, but my very, very first memory of a football player, my dad used to tell me, and I was five years old when I did this, I saw Jack Ham. And I don't know if you guys know who Jack Ham is, but he was the linebacker for the Steelers. He had all the missing teeth. Oh, yeah. And he would come up to the line and he would move his, it's, and he, was, he just looks like, he looks like an ogre, right? I mean, he just, <laughs> He's just sitting there and he's scared the crap out of everybody. And, he, and I used to yell, Jack Ham, Jack Ham. My dad would drive my dad nuts. In the middle of the game, I would just kind of yell it when I saw a linebacker. You know, it doesn't matter what team I saw a linebacker there just because I saw Jack Ham do this. That's um, kind of cool. I thought you were going to say you cried every time you saw him on TV. Yeah. <laughs> he was traumatized. But me, Joe Green commercials, I saw them when they originally came out. Weren't you the kid five. in the commercial? <laughs> yeah. The B. Joe Green Pope commercials. <laughs> yeah. Wish he was I, you know, I can't pick on Zach this week because the last one we did, he was gone, and I I, I ripped on him for being gone. So I'm giving him a pass this week. Sorry, Robert, you're my victim this week. <laughs> oh, oh, that's all right. I didn't go to Michigan, so I have less to be worried about. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> but you went to Minnesota, didn't you? Yeah, I did go to University of Minnesota. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> right? We don't need to talk about that let, right now. Let the record show that I didn't go to Michigan either because A, I didn't get good enough grades, and B, I couldn't afford that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I told y'all Zach was dumb as fuck. Aren't you guys so happy that the Packer Backer podcast is back? I, I am. I'm so yeah. just oh, happy. I, I mean, I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, the world is fucked up. Yeah, for sure. We got domestic terrorists like trying to break into the Capitol, killing police. This shit is crazy. And I was like, you know what? The fucking playoffs are still going to happen tomorrow, no matter what. Except for maybe the Browns. <laughs> this is kind of where we are right now, right? Like, and like, it's just, yeah, the Browns. Go figure the Browns would do some shit like this, right? Just their luck, man. Curse LeBron. But the Browns are going to Brown. Exactly. Soon as they won that game, they probably just was on bullshit. Juju was on social media talking shit about the Browns, so I kind of hope that they find oh, a way to yeah. win now. He's kind of like, kind of don't like him no more. He's Juju kind of gets on my nerves. Social media too yeah. much, I think. He kind of gets on my nerves. It's something about that number one wide receiver in the Steelers always turns into being ass. No, I don't know. He just, no, he just like, I don't know. He's kind of like more annoying though. Like he, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's been rubbing me the wrong way lately. I there's a lack of a, there's kind of a lack of an authentic quality about Juju. Yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah, fake. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. you nailed it's it. That's what media. it is. It's yeah. fake. It's faking. And it's like, it's weird. It's like all about attention. You know what I mean? Me, like, exactly. He's not, he's, not, like that shit. he's not good enough to be that much of a shit talker. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. But he's not like top 10 good, I don't think. It's, no, it's clear I agree. he's not a number one. He had the opportunity last year, didn't do it. This year, he ended up getting passed up by all the other guys. 
guys as Steelers find wide receivers. Like, whoever is their scout for wide receivers, we should hire them. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Who is that still guy? Won't draft them. It right. Matter. They don't go them. get that. Whoever that is, one of those people in that room, go get one well, of Dexter, those. Dexter, your guy, Claypool. Your guy, Claypool, man. I know, and I have I have a gut feeling that that was the second wide receiver we wanted uh, after Jeff. Like, I have yep. this like feeling in my gut. Those were the two guys that they were they were willing to go for. Speaking of Jefferson, do you guys see that video today of the Vikings draft room from the last draft when the Eagles are right ahead of them and took Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson? Yes. And that was a gift. And the Vikings, they had all three of them on Zoom. This is an actual video I just saw on Bleacher Report about an hour ago. And all the Vikings guys were talking about, oh, damn, we could trade down. We could get a corner. We get our corner still. We can get another pick. Then all of a sudden, the Eagles take Rager and all of the front office and the coaches for the Vikings start laughing and they wait 10 seconds to go. I'm like, you know, I hate them, but that is funny. That's funny shit. They, they was, I want to see the 40 time of the person who ran that card to the front of the zoom. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're probably like, <laughs> it's kind of a lesson though. Cause you know, Regner is the kind of player that looks great in gym shorts, but when he got out in the field, he, he, he clearly isn't ready. Right. Well, didn't I he mean, get hurt too? Yeah. 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 And he's just, a, isn't he a really small guy? He's kind of like a divine. He's not that big. No, he's... What is he, 5'10", Dexter? Yeah, he's going to end up turning into a gadget player, which kind of sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd be great in our offense, that Tavon Austin Irvin role. Oh, and that role, good gosh, right? Like, that that's the perfect role for him. You got to take that round one. (laughs) No, no, not at all. (laughs) No, you nailed it right there. You don't, you're you're not taking that in round one. You're not taking that over Justin Jefferson, man. I'm not sure you take that over a lot of guys. I mean, it's just. This has been a ridiculous year for wide receivers. Just, well, I don't hey, want to talk minute. about that, didn't, though. Didn't Minnesota trade up to get him, though? I don't remember. I thought uh, Minnesota they did. traded up because, like... Or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, man. Video made it. The video that I'm, I'll try to find it again. I just saw it like an I hour. Thought, I thought Minnesota. Tra- I, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it seemed like they traded up. That and I was like, out. I was like, damn, there goes our chance to actually get them now. I just won't forget Brett's reaction when we took love. That was <laughs> that, that, that was absolute gold. <laughs> um, they did trade up. Uh, they traded with Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, um, that's what it was. But man. no, I was I was slightly. Uh, uh, um, not happy about the Jordan Love pick, even though I like Jordan Love. Brett, seven and nine, right? Oh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach. That, welcome back, Zach. That's the perfect segue. Perfect segue. I hate that dude. Into the regular season recap. Robert, you're off the uh, hook. Zach, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Seven <laughs> and nine. Seven and nine. Hey, wow. to, be, to be fair, Brett said I I, I, I want to be wrong. I do. And, like, honestly, you know what? I'm glad you said that because that is my biggest surprise is the overall record for Green Bay. I, I, said, I would think that's a surprise for everybody. I didn't see 13 and three. Yeah, I was in the I 11. I was in the 11 and five range. Me too. Worst case, I was feeling 10 and six. But like that's where I was. I, I look back on the schedule and I still saw like an eleven and five as a good season, really good season, and and I still thought we would win the North. None of us saw thirteen and three, bro, in number one. Oh, I, I thought the Vikings, anyway. the Niners, the Eagles, and the Panthers potentially could have been wins against Green Bay if McCaffrey was healthy. Green Bay couldn't stop the run when they played uh, the Panthers. Hey, last uh, time we played true. him, he came to Lambeau. We stopped him on the one yard line to win the games. Uh, 
I remember that clearly. We beat them and what? stopped him to win the game. If so Brad said couldn't it, stop it's the probably run. bullshit. The thing is, is look it up. Look we it don't up. beat the we One don't beat the line. shit. Stop. We don't beat the shit out of the Niners the way we did this year. If they were at full health, what happened to the Niners this year? That's I feel sorry for that team a little. Sorry for them. Welcome to the show. I kind of feel like like we still would have stomped them. Like I just feel like we still would have won the game. I don't. I don't know. I this is a different vibe on this team. I'd say the biggest disappointment in this for me. I look at it uh, at first. It was the defense, right? But like it's hard for me to say that right now because these last like five or six weeks they've been balling. I can't say they're the biggest disappointment for me on the season when they've gotten back. I can't say that. It's got to be special teams, man. It's got to be special teams. Like, we Absolutely. we we had, like, one of the worst special teams in the NFL. We go through, hire somebody else. We bring in, you know, some dude, Sean Manega from college, but he has a connection to a really good special teams coach. So they're kind of hoping for something, right? Trying to catch, like, lightning in the bottle with that one. Our special teams are terrible, and they've been terrible. Like, at this point, would, it, would you just rather put, like, Jamal Williams back there or something? Yeah. Well, Irvin getting hurt was really bad. I mean, when we had Austin, didn't really seem to fulfill that role very well, Dexter. You know, he... he no, and I, maybe it's the time off or whatever it was, but that fumble's not going to help him either. Well, Austin, I don't know if you guys know this, but I heard, I was listening to the radio uh, after the game, after um, Austin's fumble, and they said he has something like 23 lost fumbles in his career. I didn't realize he had that many fumbles, so every time he's back there now, I'm going to be uh, puckering. So it, it's a thing. <laughs> It's, it's not a new thing either. It's apparently a historical situation where it's a, it's a, it's a. know, and then you, you throw Malik Taylor back there. He, he just, he reminds me like, it's just like, uh, no, like, I'm like, no, that's not working. Malik Taylor sucks back there. Like at this point, what do they do? Call up Desmond Howard. Get him to come back. <laughs> Desmond Howard. <laughs> You could probably hey. still run a four or five, I bet. That's just what I'm saying. Like, do we just put Jamal Williams back there or somebody like just that you know is gonna catch it and not drop it? These guys ain't breaking out and getting yards. I mean, Jamal, he's at least smart. I don't know, man. We got we gotta figure something out there because that's my big that's my biggest disappointment. And I know it's gotta be driving Coastal Fork crazy because he likes special teams. And I agree with you, Dex, about special teams. It's special teams as a whole. Crosby has been amazing kicking field goals, but holy shit, I've never seen someone miss so many PATs in my life. Yeah, what is that, though? Like, perfect on the (laughs) year, perfect on field goals, but, like, this extra point thing, I don't get it. Yeah, a lot of practice at extra points. I mean, where the Packers have, like, 18 straight or 19 straight red zone trips, they threw a stat up on the game last week that they scored a touchdown. I think it was 19 straight or 18 at the time, and I think they scored another one. That so. might be the touchdown to Adams after that graphic you're talking about. Yeah, you might be right. Yep. That one point in the playoffs is going to mean a lot. I think what he missed five PATs this uh, season, I think something it was, like that. I think, it, I think it's four. Four. But yeah, but yeah, a significant amount. I mean, he didn't miss a field goal, and he missed four extra points. I can hit an extra point right now. I can go in the snow outside and I'll kick one, no problem. I want a. Hey, if there's no video ev- evidence, it didn't happen. I was want to say. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see your super ass try to kick a field goal right now. Let's do it. I've, I've hit from 40 indoors. Make sure you're wearing your you hit from doors. 40 indoors. Wow. Yeah, the dome up here. It's uh, the Uper Dome. It's called for Northern Place Football. I hit the Uper Dome. Yeah, it's that's, indoors, though. I mean, that's like Southern Canada. So you're like metric system. So that's like a five. <laughs> Zach, Zach pulled his hamstring and everything, boy. That'd be hey, like, maybe Dexter uh, will get recruited by Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Let's not go there. We're not going there. Oh, 
no. Uh, I, I think Robert's driving, and you're coming along with this ride right now there, Zach. Fuck Harbaugh. Oh, really? What about you, Zach? What about you, Robert? Biggest disappointment on the year. Biggest disappointment on the year for me. I, I, I'm going to go here, even though we, we all know this, the lack of impact layers from the draft. We had one game where Dylan finally got a shot, and he did what I thought he was capable of doing. Obviously, that's a big, it's a deep room for running back with Jamal and Aaron Jones. But other than that, I think, you know, you look at guys, Kamal Martin showing some spurts, but overall, it just, this draft didn't help our team. I guess it shouldn't be disappointed because I think we expected that. We expected this draft to be pretty what it was, but at the same time, it's like, man, you had an opportunity to, this team's going to, is a Super Bowl contender, don't get me wrong. Could you imagine if we would have got another weapon for Rodgers? I mean, he has a lot now, but one more receiver that doesn't drop a touchdown over the middle, uh, right in his hands, that was the dime thrown to him. I mean, guy's fast. MBS is fast. As Robert says, he's fast. He's so fast. fast. He's fast, but he's ass. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it, I agree with you, Zach. I, I think that's 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 a good point. It felt like a developmental draft, right? Yep. You know, he took a bunch of projects, you know, that didn't even play. Except Martin is the closest one. And Dylan, who knows? We saw a good game, like you said. But yeah, I think you're, I think you nailed it right in the head there. I, I would just throw in Kirk Say. I thought he was kind of a disappointment for us, too. Very good point. Yep, I agree. He's showing some spurts lately, but for the yeah. bulk of the season and the whole uh, work, um, the whole span of his work, I really thought Packers thought they were going to get at least what Blake Martinez used to do, and then actually have a guy that could guard somebody out of the backfield. And I don't, I don't think we've really seen a lot of that. We've seen glimpses, you know, the sack last week. I mean, it was a wide open sack. Uh, he had interception, but I think overall, I, I'd have to agree with you on that. He just for filling in a hole, he thought you're going to get a little bit more production out of. I don't think he's even played up to what he did when he was in Cleveland when he was healthy. So I, I would agree with you there, Robert. So Kirksey yeah. was actually number three in tackles on the team, and he missed five games. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. He, wow. He was only five tackles behind Adrian Amos, who led the team in tackles. He had two Jeez. interceptions and uh, two sacks. The last wow. December, Kirksey he had a great played. finish to his season. That's why. Yeah, happened. he had a good he end had of the a great season. season end of the season. I wouldn't say he was as much of a disappointment. If he can keep, if he can keep compounding these wins like he has out there and playing how he has lately, it'd be a different story. But we are talking regular season. We did want more from him. We we want a little yeah. bit more. What's crazy with this draft class? Probably the best guy out of that is the undrafted free agent Chris Barnes. Yeah, <laughs> <was number> I agree. Who's <laughs> number two? Ooh. And only played 13 games. Yeah, and, and he was kind of nicked up. Think about the future of that linebacker position with Barnes and Martin. That's yeah. that's going to be two guys that are going to be super cheap that I think are going to be become two of the better linebackers, like like a good duo, right? Like, people are going to be like, the Packers got a good pair of linebackers in those young guys. Like, they both flash enough to be like, yeah, they're going to be fine. They do look about the depth of our offensive line now. I mean, we, we're, we're going to be set on the offensive line for years now. If yeah, we, we didn't know about where we were going to be, right? But the, yep. there's some versatility. Jenkins being able to play all positions is crazy, right? Like, that just changes everything. Oh. We got one guy that plays every position. Okay. <laughs> Runyon didn't look bad in the uh Nope, Runyon. Hey, Patrick yeah. is a monster, too, guys. Yeah. He's been out there mauling people. You it, look out, it's Lucas a different Patrick. attitude, too. Yeah, Lucas it's a different Patrick, attitude. he hits a guy, and when his job is done, he turns his head, and he's hitting somebody else. Else. Like it, like he is a monster out. There. They got some flexibility, and I, I gotta give Brett some props. I hate to do it because he did predict that Billy Durner. This team will be seven and nine. <laughs> so we're not gonna let you forget about this, motherfucker. 
Number one seed, 13 and three. You thought they was going to be oh seven and nine. I, I like how you're like, we're not going to let you forget about this. Instead of saying Brett, you're like, motherfucker. No. no, no. <laughs> Billy Turner, man. Billy Turner. Billy T. He's a good football player. He like is. I said, like I said in the other episode, he can dress real good for a big dude. He played really well. I mean, he wasn't all pro or pro bowl. He wasn't the same player as he was last year. No, he's damn he's good. A lot and yep. He's playing what he's they they thought they saw in him. They said, oh, he fits our scheme. They're like, we can get him to, they got the line, like the line coach. Yeah. Coach Stan comes in, gets his hands on these guys for a year. Next year into it, look at them. They're all like, they're in unison. They're just doing their thing. I love it. So one thing we didn't touch on, and I was a real quick about disappointments. There's two other players that I think that I'm disappointed in is Preston Smith and uh, Clark. Oh, yeah. I think they both severely underperformed this year. Clark got his, got paid, and then he's been pedestrian for the majority of the se- uh, season. Yeah, man. But I, yeah. I, I, I was hoping one of y'all wasn't going to bring that up because Kenny was my man. I'll, I mean, I'll say something to add to that, though, Brett. One thing I, I will watch closely during the playoffs, and I already mentioned this in our chat, is with the addition of Snacks Harrison, I think that's really going to free up Kenny. I mean, he had freaking Dean Lowry out there and Lancaster, and he had all these chumps out there that do not belong starting in the NFL on the defensive line. So man, you get not that contract we gave Lowry either, man. We paid him. Well, I think, the, yep. I think the bigger point, though, is Kenny's not a nose. I think that that's... I think if you play more as a, a D-end, I, th- I think you'll get more out of him. Unleash him a little bit more. Yeah. I agree, Robert. I, yeah. I, I, He's I got think- the talent like you don't want them just sitting there eating up blocks no, no, no. And that's why snacks is great. I mean, you oh, know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be amazing. Like I think, yeah. I think the fact that he even played twelve snaps in that last game was fucking dope. To be honest with you, yeah, he literally some came props. off the street and, and dressed three days after he got picked up and was in the game. I mean, that's unreal. I mean, we got we Goody got a little thing going with that. He picked up Daphne. Daphne was bouncing in Des Moines before we grabbed him. I was like. Who the hell is Daphne and why is Daphne not getting the ball? <laughs> but like, you look at him, he is a he's a beast of a man out there. Like I'm like, oh, who is this yes. dude lining up out wide looking like the Terminator? Yeah, he you was know, running. He's got good speed for dude. He's got guns on him. He look like the Rock. Could <laughs> you, you, you imagine being in the being in the club in Des Moines and that motherfucker Bro, comes up to you and kicks no, your ass out? No. But I'm like I Will Smith on Fresh Prince. I'm looking at him and I'm looking at Big Dog out there and they're out there at the same time and they're mauling the Bears, pass rushers and like just like destroying people. I was like, this is crazy. We talked about this. Like we watched that draft and it was like, holy shit, the Packers are transforming into a run team. Like they want to be able to run the ball. They want to get more physical. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to pass the ball, right? We see that with Roger. He's having an MVP season, but they wanted to get physical. And they're yep. more fit. They're a physical football team. They it's are. crazy, right? Like you watch them play and you're like, wow, these guys actually they can they can they can grind it out with some people. They've they've won so many different ways this year, which is kind of crazy. Yes, they've scored a lot of points. A lot of know. points. They were number one scoring team in the NFL. I know, but it's just like it's it's different the way they do it. Like when I'm I'm watching speaking of tight end, big dog one-on-one with Cleo Matt, and he's it's just methodical. Like, he's the winning. Methodical. He, he's winning blocking one-on-one against Khalil Matt. Who's the second team all pro that's like usually in the nfl you never want your tight ends blocking a guy like that nope. right like you just don't want that to happen 
But Mercedes Lewis is just a different type of human being. So it's just, I don't but, know. It's, hey, I, I said that. that in one of our uh, first podcasts where I talked about how Mercedes Lewis was my favorite free agent signing. Oh, he's a, he's a, he is the perfect Packer. He really is. It's, no, it's amazing. He's. Let's get that boy a ring. I, I'm super excited. And about- snacks. Snacks need a ring, man. He's literally playing in his first. That he's about to play in his first playoff game. Like this second one. Actually, it's his second. second. Yeah, but this is first. First real shot at like going to a trying to get a ship. So you know, I'm excited for him, especially when Green Bay wins the Super Bowl this year, because. The Seahawks had him and didn't use him. But now, and then Carroll was on some bullshit talking about, oh, he's done. He don't want to play and all this shit. No, he's done. Doesn't Actually, want to play he do. Ass. He want to play. <laughs> That's the difference. He want to play. <laughs> he want to play. He just doesn't want to play for you. Yeah, that. He, was, he doesn't he want was to sick warm of your watching, uh, He was sick of Carroll smacking on that gum. He wanted to smack it out of his mouth. He's so like, he said, hey, put, put me out there. Let me in. Put me in the game, coach. Put me in the game. It's one thing to touch on what you just said a little bit ago, Dex. Um, in our first episode pre-draft, I talked about when we previewed our draft for this year, I said, we just need to get football players that want to hit people and be football players yep. and, and get yeah. a little nasty in them. And, yeah. and we finally, we didn't draft any of them except for Dylan, maybe, and some of these offensive linemen that could uh, become something. But I, this team, you they talked about. into it, that culture. Yeah, they got that they got that swagger and they're not afraid to pop people and they, yeah. they bring it to people, which is not like the Packers we've seen under McCarthy. You know, in the I, NBA, in the NBA, they call guys like that dogs, right? They they, yes. they, have, they have fighting tooth and, yes. and they'll get into it. guys like Patrick Beverly. You know, guys like um, the Morris brothers. You know, Shit, guys, guys like, like Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, he he is that kind of Ooh. guy. He's that kind of guy. Um, you know, been the, Smith, the, both the Smith brothers are like that. They, they yeah, they just they, got a different. They have a lot of fight in them. Yep. Yeah. You know, I give Kevin King a lot of shit for being Mr. Glass, but he's he, not he's, he lays the wood out there, yeah. Brett. Yep. He, or Jahari. Jahari's the wood. Oh Jahari's a tough sob. I mean, that guy. They I, hit Amos mm. Savage. Look yeah. what Savage been doing lately. Yeah, Savage is too. I'll say one thing, guys, to add to Kevin King. Somebody, one of my brothers, texted me after that game, and he said, He's made himself a lot of money. Yeah, that guy just might have had his best game as a Packer last week. He was hitting people. Yeah. He was breaking up passes. He wasn't laying on the grass after every time he tried to do a tackle. He was just in there, you know. It was great to watch, and unfortunately, it's another one of those guys like Lindsley where we're sitting there thinking, man, that might be these next few games might be the last last games in green and gold because we can't afford these motherfuckers because they keep playing too damn good. A bunch of them. Yeah, Aaron Jones. That King would stay hurt, so that way we could afford him next year. Yeah, he but. earned himself a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. All those guys, Aaron Jones, Corey yep. Lindsley, all these yep. guys, Kevin King, they're all earning themselves a lot of money right now. Unfortunately, from somebody else. Probably. Sorry. Guys, so we, we've talked about our biggest surprises and disappointments, and here we are, like, for the first time as a Packer fan, like, I'm sitting here, and we're not going to be watching the Packers play Wild Card Week. Okay. So I'm like looking at it. What are your expectations going into the playoffs? We get to sit back and watch this week, right? This is kind of crazy to me. And here we are, the Packers sitting at home preparing for either who are they going to play? Either the Bears, they get Tampa or the Bears or what? It's probably going to be the winner of the 
Tampa Washington football Washington team game because it's the Bears. I just yeah. I'm just counting the Bears, but hey, you never know. That defense is solid. They could pull off a miracle, but I don't know. I I think I think we're gonna see my boy, my boy, my Michigan boy Tom Brady coming Tom up Brady. in frozen tundra. That'd be kind of crazy to get <laughs> Tampa Tampa yeah. at, at Green Bay in the divisional. That'd be kind of crazy. That'd yeah, be a good be that'd be good revenge, right? Yes, sir. That's what I was gonna say. You we might as well get revenge. that one out the way too. If I'm Green Bay, I'm like, all right, this here's the pass rush. Here's the the kryptonite team that we had during the regular season. Let's go ahead and get this one out the way. Can you yeah, I don't see Washington beating Tampa. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. That, that, <laughs> that front seven, though. That front Chase Young is. I mean, amazing. Alex Smith is playing on half a leg. I mean, what what, what the heck are well, they see, gonna if, do? For if they're healthy and they got their guys, man, like that, I think that pass rush alone for Washington will make it again. Yeah, they, yeah. Good they can run the football. Yep. Yeah, Gibson's great. That's not his fault, but yeah, I mean, they can run the football. So is McLaurin. So they, you know, they got but, McLaurin out there. They got McKissick as well. So they can run the football. They can do what they got to do, but we'll see. It, I think it is the health of the quarterback position for them. That's why they play the game. The game. <laughs> Any given Sunday, right, Zach? Yep. <laughs> Who knows, though, man? Like, with the Saints, like, is Kamara even going to play? He's got the Rona. He's, uh, I just read something on that. He, it's it, they're sounding pretty positive about it as okay. what I read today. But there's no like, yeah, he's playing or no, he's not. I don't know. I mean, have y'all seen Drew Brees play lately? Yeah, that was he like, doesn't scare if me. The Rams beat Seattle. Would we play the Rams then if Tampa? Wins? Oh, uh, yeah. Cause what? Oh huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. played the oh, worst seed. Oh, we get the lowest seed. Yeah, the we four, get the lowest seed. So that, the four teams that we'll play are the Bears, the Rams, Tampa, or Washington. We will not play New Orleans or the Seahawks. Don't uh, so because we, so we yeah. not playing the, the, the Rams or the, in the Tampa are probably the two teams. Well, probably one of those two. It's probably Tampa. Right? I mean that Rams just that defense is ridiculous too. Yeah, I don't want to play the Rams. If we can uh, I don't know. I'm scoring number one in yards, number one passing, number three run. Yeah. Yeah. Devontae against Jalen Ramsey. That'd be a hell of a matchup, man. That'd Fuck be Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald scares the bejeebies out of me, though. I mean, me that too. Right up the gut. Ooh. Yeah. He's a man. <laughs> he's, he's like two men. So what are, what are the expectations? So we talked a little bit about the teams a little bit. I think they're they're in the driver's seat. They're in a position to make teams play the games that they want to play. They're at home. We're going to mm-hmm. have 6,000 fans minimum. It's going to be cold. We get an extra week for the Tundra to freeze a little little bit more. What are your guys' expectations for this team going into that divisional round, no matter who we play? I, for the first time in my Packer life, so I'm 35 years old, I've been a Packer fan my entire life, far back as I can remember. This is the first time going into the playoffs in the NFC where I am not nervous. And I know that's not, I'm not trying to be arrogant or cocky like a lot of people label us Packer fans. Like last year, did any of us really think we were going to go to San Francisco and win? I did not think, I hope no, we did. No, we didn't. I, but I knew that game I didn't either. Be, we I, didn't. I, we didn't. No. None of us did. I was so like, for, how much are they going to lose by? Even exactly. this year, even this year, we talked about that game on the calendar. They weren't the same San Francisco team. We talked about that game going into this year as one of the games that worried us for this team. Exactly. So for me, not being nervous about it, I, I expect us to be in the Super Bowl. Unless something crazy happens, I think we are and have proven we're the best team in the NFC this year. And I, I know throughout the season, after every week, that changed. But for the last half of the season we're, we're on a five game win streak we're playing the best football this 
Packer team has played in quite a few years. I'll be honest. I haven't seen the Packers play this well, probably since 2013, 2015, maybe. So for me, I think if we're not the NFC representative for the Super Bowl, I will be greatly disappointed. For me, for me, if we get to the NFC championship game, I'll be satisfied. I'm with Zach in that I think this is a Super Bowl team. I, I think this is a, a team that, that should get there, especially if the weaker NFC now with Breeze being a little hurt, um, Goff being a little hurt, you know, so that there, there's some injuries there that kind of look like they have, they have, we kind of have an inside track this year that we even have a little schedule favorability that we haven't had in, in some years. So, but if we get to the NFC championship game, I think we got to call the successful season uh, back-to-back years. We're obviously better. I mean, I think that's the thing that, that I'm most excited about is who here thinks Rogers is going anywhere in the next two years after this year. She seems to me he could play another three years easy and still play great. So I think we're, I think, you know, before, remember we all talked about the beginning of the season, the window might be really closing on, on Rodgers for what I see. I don't think it's as, I think it's actually further out than we all may have thought of been. So that's why for me, if we get to the MC championship game, I'll be happy. Of course, I want to get to the Super Bowl and I think we should get to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, weird things could happen in football. And so that's, 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 that's my expectation anyway. I'll be mad if we lose first, first game though. They better so, not. Brett, my expectations win the Super Bowl. I won't be happy with just getting to the NFC Championship game. We've are one in three. Rodgers is one in three in NFC Championship games. Yep. It's, it's time to win one. Yeah. You no, know, it's true. Last year, jewelry. last year the Packers were pretenders. They were the worst team in the playoffs and found a way to get to the NFC Championship game. And when they played San Francisco, it showed just how bad they actually were. They shouldn't. They, they had no business being in the NFC Championship game. This year is completely different. Dexter, you touched on it that. The Culture is different. They they've bought into Lafleur's scheme, his culture, everything. This is a completely different team than it was last year, and that's why they're thirteen and three. Not because they found a way to win some games like they did last year. They they were blowing out teams this year. They don't put a, they're the number one scoring offense for uh, by mistake. Yeah, there's a dominating quality. You're right, Brett, to this team. And they're they're not fluke wins this year. Going into the Tennessee game. We talked about this all week long. How the hell are they going to start uh, stop Henry? Henry's going to run for 200-some yards and like three touchdowns against Green Bay. They held him to under 100, tu- uh, 100 yards and no touchdowns. That's a guy who just ran for over 2,000 yards, and they held him to an under 100 yards. They prove they can stop the run, and they've proven they can stop the pass all season long. They're, they're peaking at the right time. This reminds me a lot of 2010 when they were winning close games, and then they had to win out just to get to the playoffs. They peaked. At the right time. They hit the playoffs, went on the road to Philly, went on the road to Atlanta, went on the road to Chicago, beat them all, went to the Super Bowl and uh, beat the Steelers. This reminds me a lot of that team. High-powered offense with a defense that is peaking at the right time. So anything less than a win in the Super Bowl, I'll be disappointed. I'm with you, Brett. You know, I, I and I think those are the expectations that this team has. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers has talked about wanting these exact circumstances. He's talked about this. He's, it's like he's been speaking this into existence existence to be honest with you right? he's like I just wish we could get one of those games you know you talked about that record in the NFC championship games talked about wanting to be able to play one of those at Lambeau you got the opportunity now you got the opportunity now and, and I look at it I, I see this defense peaking I see I, I see players peaking at the right time from last year's team that was 13 and 3 that found some weird ways to win some games and yeah maybe maybe you would call it luck or being fortunate or whatnot. They bet on those guys getting better. 
bet on LaFleur teaching these guys up and, and coach thin and, and people being more, more comfortable with Patton with a different energy in the building. I've been seeing LaFleur pushing Patton a little bit and even giving up. And you guys saw this, the players went to Patton and said, Hey, let us, let us free a little bit. And it seems like our defense has been better since then. And I got to give coach, I got to give coach Patton some credit for that because there's a lot of pride involved with coaching and being a leader. And sometimes you have those, those guys are, are pretty rigid in the game. Been around for a while, think they know everything, don't want to grow. Um, and, and I got to give him some credit because he listened to his guys and, and the results have, have been panning out. I'm with you, Brett, man. My expectations for this team is, is Super Bowl. And I would be extremely disappointed if they get, didn't get there simply because they do have a top 10 scoring defense. They do have the number one scoring offense. They do have the number one seed and home field advantage. It doesn't really get better than that. That's it, man. Super Bowl. I mean, unfortunately, we you we, we going into that in, into these playoffs. We got to go into it without David Bakhtiari. That that one hurt. I've been seeing a ton of reports where Tay hit him up and he was like, "Tay, go win that Super Bowl for me." So I think these expectations are the same for those players as well, guys. Yeah, I agree that losing Bakhtiari it hurt. You can't lose an All Pro tackle and expect to replace him with uh, someone who's ra- rode the pine all season. But the thing is, we've talked about this already. That offensive line has been next man up all season long. Yeah, it is. You know, it's Bocciari went down uh, against Tampa. Rick Wagner should have just stayed on the uh, bench and they played before Lyman during that game, but they made adjustments <laughs> after that. <laughs> and Rodgers only got sacked 20 times a season. With having, I, I think they had the same starting line, what, three times this year? And then that same starting line only lasted five plays each game before they had to, uh, someone went down hurt, the next guy up. Yes, it sucks to lose Bocciari. I think with our line coach, the magic that he has done with this offensive line, it's not going to be as impactful as it would have been in the past. Kostinovich is a local Wisconsin dude right out here from Marshall, isn't he? Yep. (laughs) That's just crazy to think like small town dude, Wisconsin, you're coaching the Packers line right now. He's got to be living a dream. (laughs) Yeah, for me, I think the injury is pretty important, but only if we face a, a couple of teams. I think it's it becomes a lot more magnified. So, like, and one of the reasons why in chat I was pinging out why I fear the Saints and the Rams so much if we end up playing them is that they're probably the two teams that, that are in the NFL that can consistently get a really good, ferocious pass rush with only four guys. That scares me because because they both have three-level defenses. They can attempt to single-cover Tay, and then the rest of our other receivers are, can be covered because they're not nearly as good, of course. That It, it puts Rodgers actually in harm's way a little bit. And that's why that the back thing could be a bigger issue uh, if we happen to have to face the Saints or the Rams. If we don't have to face either of those teams by some fluke, mainly with the Saints, the highway is paid for us, I think. We, we, we've got a, I think we have enough of a running game that we can I don't think I don't think Tampa can rush the passer like those guys can without committing four or five six guys for the rush and then Rogers is going to kill you on it if you're going to blitz like that all the time. But that's where I think we miss back. I think we miss back against those two teams specifically. Even if we play Kansas City, are any of us really scared of Kansas City in the Super Bowl if if we don't have back? Their defense doesn't scare me. I think we match up pretty well with KC actually. Yeah, I, I agree too. with that. I, one thing I mentioned to you guys about the Saints. Um, just saw on Twitter that Kamara is saying he is playing this weekend, and also the Saints' leading sack um, guy uh, Hendrickson, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, Hendrickson. He's great. He's a great he's, player. He's out this weekend. 
Ooh. Oh, good. That's so, huge. So they That's get Kamara, a big loss for them. But he, he's out. Uh, I just saw that on the ticker. Is that COVID? Uh, I didn't say. COVID? I, I think it was a. I think it was actual injury, I think. Um, I'm trying wow. to find it again, but I think it's a neck injury. Wow. Well, that's, that's a huge. Well, that changes one. everything for the Saints anyway. But them getting Kamara back, you know, we'll see. But I, I think, like you guys said, I, out of all the people that I, I know a couple of Chiefs fans, and they're just like, you guys don't want us. And I'm like, I don't think you guys want us. <laughs> I said, you know, you guys play on defense. You play into our strength. We can cover anybody. Yeah, we match up well because we can play the pass better than most. That's why I don't. And, I don't they don't scare me, man. They really. And we don't. can run over them. We can run the damn. I say we can thing. run the ball and shorten the game. I don't know, man. I, they're obviously they're really good. I'm just saying they don't scare me though. You know, what I mean? Bills scare me a lot more than they do. That's yeah, for the sure. Bills. Yes, the Bills me got too. Some, the Bills got some juice. And the Ravens. The Ravens scare me if they get that far. <laughs> Maybe I think Derrick Henry is going to light them up this weekend. That's my I agree. hope so. I agree. Man, with you, that, those AFC playoffs are kind of crazy this weekend. Look, Buffalo versus Indy, uh, Steelers, Browns. Well, we'll see what the Browns and Titans and Ravens. Those are some good ass games, man. Hey, I got a question for you guys. If if, you, if we had a, if we played in the AFC, do you think we would probably see better teams overall? I do. I think the AFC is stronger. I think they're oh, absolutely. Ones. I mean, yeah. shit, they got their teams are eleven and five. Look in at the, the NFC. We got <laughs> we got seven and nine. We got an eight and eight. Yep. The AFC is better only because they've been getting their ass owned uh, by the NFC for so long. They finally got draft picks to stack up their teams. I mean, and then even nope. with the Rams at ten and six, they don't have their quarterback. They're like they're kind of they got a really good defense, but that offense is reeling right now. Yeah, their offensive line isn't very good either. <laughs> Yeah. Think about this, guys. The Dolphins are ten and six, and they're golfing right now. And they're, so. they're, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 well, Washington's yeah. seven and nine. They're banana they, yeah. boating. I see. My prediction wasn't for Green Bay being seven and nine. It was Washington, just so y'all know. <laughs> yeah, but you probably called them. You probably called them the Redskins, though. So your prediction's wrong because they're not a team anymore. Oh yeah, the, the what the fuck? Right, you should know better. We don't deal in revisionist history in here. <laughs> Man, I hate you all. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. said, said the foreskin. I mean, look, no, you know what's kind of crazy, guys. We we've all kind of our expectations are set pretty much. Robert's cool with the NFC Championship game. Ooh, oh, no. we, we trying to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Title Town, baby. We're looking at it. This is a Super Bowl team. Last year, Goody and the coaching staff and everybody they thought they had a Super Bowl team. So did Goody get it right by drafting Love to push Rodgers by staying patient with the young receiver? by believing that this team would grow, you know, and, and mold mm-hmm. into the new culture and learn the system and, and all that. Do you think that he got it right? Here's what I'll say to that, Dex. I, first off, this whole narrative that the sports media is pushing about love, pushing Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't believe that for a second. You guys might Overplay. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's just a, it's just clickbait is all it is. Rodgers is a professional. He's, I don't care what anybody says about Mahomes. Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Uh, Mahomes couldn't get there. I don't think we should christen him yet. He had a chip on his own shoulder because they didn't look good last year in offense. We talked about it earlier. How many times did Rodgers just throw the damn ball away last year because nobody was open? I think Rodgers came this season. We heard in the beginning or you know, during the offseason that him and, and LaFleur were talking about the offense adding plays, getting rid of plays. It was a collaborative effort with the two of them to want to be the best in the business because Rodgers wants to be the best at everything he does and he knows if he's going to be in the GOAT conversation he needs to get some more rings on the fingers I think his own self-motivation to be the best of all time he wants to back that up with the rings and I 
think it's different. He's not petty like Favre was. Favre was really petty with it. He didn't even want to talk to Rodgers. Rodgers' first year there, it was almost like a nuisance because Favre is this, you know, gumpy country boy. And then you got Rodgers, who's this California intellectual, and they didn't mesh right. And I think Rodgers knows, hey, I'm getting paid. I want to get a couple more rings. He can sit back undressed every week for the whole season behind Tim Boyle. And I'm just going to go out here and throw darts all week and, and people can talk. But I really don't think Goody didn't do it. He didn't do him any favors by not drafting any more weapons. But I, I don't like this narrative. Uh, like I've said, I just I just don't I don't I think that Rodgers walks into that in the Lambeau field every weekend wanting to be the best player in the NFL. And I think that drove him to have the year he had. I agree with you, Zach, that we didn't draft love to push Rodgers. We drafted love to be the quarterback of the future. We drafted love because we see how Mahomes is playing and the Packers see love potentially being in the same type of mold as Mahomes. I think the jury's still out about uh, Goody getting it right, honestly. We didn't get to see love in the preseason because there was no preseason. He's been inactive all season, so we have no idea what he can do, what his development is like, nothing. The number two and number three options at receiver are Tunyon and Jones. So the young receivers, MVS, EQ, Lazard, we didn't see a lot from them. We saw Lazard have one breakout game and then he missed, a, uh, what, four games with the uh, yep. broken ribs? And when he yep. returned, he was relatively pedestrian. He had 20 receptions, 197 yards, one touchdown and all uh, since he returned from that injury. I don't know if Goody got it right, but I will say this, though. They they have they don't have weapons. They have pieces that fit within the system. Yeah, I, I just think that it's uh, the jury's still out. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Brett on that. I think the jury's still out and I agree with Zach. This this narrative on sports talk radio about love is is way overblown. Up, he made Rogers angry or whatever. I think that's just stupid. Rogers doesn't get angry. He just plays, and uh, I think that that's always been his mentality. That's how he was able to handle the whole Favre thing so well in the transition. You know, he, he Favre wanted to compete with him, but Rogers didn't care. You know, Rogers knew he was better. He just was. <laughs> I think that's what was so frustrating about with Favre is that no matter what he could do, he could never catch Rogers again. And uh, that being said, I think where Brett's right though is that the, while the jury is out we may look if we don't end up winning the Super Bowl and we look back in a couple years and we had a chance to draft Claypool or Higgins or somebody like that for our first round pick and reason we don't is because we don't have enough weapons for Rodgers I think that's the only way love will look like a really bad pick um, I think that's really the only way that kind of comes out um, but we'll see we'll see I think and so I give a mixed grade to I, I think it, we kind of have to wait and see. But I think what he did get right is the culture of the team is A plus now. They he have a culture, culture right. they have an identity. Yeah. And I think he got that right. I think to add to that, you hit it on the head. Rodgers can go out there this year and save Goody's ass. This year, he can go out there and say, you fucked me, but I showed you, doesn't matter what you do, I'm going to I'm gonna pick up everybody on this team. I'm going to make them better. Yep. So, so yeah, you're right. If, if they don't win the Super Bowl and it starts a, a downturn with the salary cap issues and they don't hit home runs in the draft this year, I should say next year, this upcoming draft, I mean, Rodgers has a real huge opportunity to save Goody's ass this year and win a Super Bowl. And then, again, we can go out and retool and get him a slot receiver, uh, somebody that's just... Not, I mean, MVS, Lazard, they're, they're three. They're threes and fours. Let's get him a legit yep. two, and let's let Devontae 
And whoever, they, even if they sign a guy, the rumor on the internet right now is we're going to go get Will Fuller. I, I saw five years, 85 million. I said, how in the hell? I'd love him on our team if he can stay away from them PEDs. But how in the hell are we going to afford five years and 85 million when we're already over the cap? Unless they work some freaking magic. You know, that's yeah, not going to happen. The, the one thing that I, I kind of disagree with Robert is that Rogers, you said Rogers isn't angry. But if you look historically at Rogers, he was drafted 24th. I should know that he was drafted uh supposed to be number one pick and fell to green bay and he's played out with a chip on his shoulder ever since i think drafting love and not giving him a weapon it could have motivated him a little bit in the aspect that he, now he has a chip in the shoulder kind of the fuck you you're not going to give me weapons watch what i can do without any weapons i, I absolutely i agree i agree with you brad i think he was pissed off that they drafted him i don't think that's what pushed him to have the year he's had i think uh-huh. His, his own chip on his shoulder he's had since the day he was drafted motivated him to to want to be the best. Yeah. yeah, he was mad. I guarantee you, if you were close to him, you're a friend of his, he said some things, but I don't think that's what motivated him to have this year he had. Yeah. It's more it's more than wanting to be the best, though. He actually is the best. That's the difference. He knows that he... He knows that love is no threat to him. He always knew that. Because if you if you just play in his head, he's probably flipping his head. Okay, well, they're really going to try to get love to replace me. What's he going to be able to do in five years? <laughs> he could even be. A, it's just I, I just don't see he thought love was ever a threat. So I, I, I agree with that. I don't I I don't think the love pick motivated him in the fact that there's a quarterback controversy. I think the love pick motivated him in the fact that they didn't get him weapons. They could have gotten a wide receiver, but instead they drafted for the future. So Rogers like, I got to compete with what I have, what we had last year. This is as good as it's going to get. Tunyon tied the all-time record for uh, touchdowns for uh, a tight end for Green Bay. Devonte Adams broke the all-time touchdown records for a receiver in Green Bay. Broke the all-time receiver receptions in a season for Green Bay while missing three games. You know, it's, yes, that love pick did motivate Rodgers, but not because there's a quarterback controversy. There was never going to be a quarterback controversy. Not this a controversy, but y'all know he take everything personal. Yeah, he does. He's a diva. He's Come a on, diva. Yeah, let's he's not, a diva. Like, let's not sit here and act like that he was not mad. Like, oh, y'all think I'm washed? Y'all think I'm washed up? Let me show y'all some. Like, Hold my scotch. Hold my scotch. Yeah, hold my scotch. He literally said, it doesn't matter who they're bringing in. They're not going to beat me out. He said that before the draft. He knows he's the best. He said it, so it didn't even matter what quarterback it was. (laughs) 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 But, But you know damn well when they actually took the quarterback... He was pissed off. He's even admitted that on the shows and different things. Yes. He's like, I was a bit shocked by that. You know, he's passive aggressive, so he's not going to tell him exactly what he felt. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I agree, on. though, no, Robert no, was motivated by that. pick. I do agree, though, that he is different than Favre. Yeah. Totally Favre, right. Favre acted like a little bitch when Rodgers was uh, drafted. I'm not going to coach him up. If he wants to learn, he needs to come to me type thing. Yeah, Rogers. Right. Rogers will show him, but he'll just be like, See, "I'll show you what to do, but you won't be able to do it as good as me." So he doesn't yeah. care, right? Yeah. Like he he's just like, "I'm better than you." So like, even if I if I mentor you or show, you know teach you what I know, show you what I see, like he knows it won't matter, <laughs> right? Like he doesn't. I don't know. When you're that confident in what you do, you just let it go. Favre saw what what he saw. Rogers, he saw what he was doing. He saw the future. That's why he was bothered. He was like, "This kid is talented as shit." 
<laughs> like, come on, don't get this. Like, we can't even compare the two because, like, Favre literally, he knew that this kid was better than him. He's he like, he's like, man, said that he's dude, the best ever. Yeah, he's like, dude, this kid's better than me. The fact that it took three years is a shock. Let's be real, guys. Mm-hmm. You guys, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember this. You guys, you guys, you guys may be old enough to remember this. Uh, when Steve Young first went to the 49ers. Uh, the way that Joe Montana treated Steve Young was just terrible. He was always trying to throw him under the bus and, and trying to kind of not make it hard for him, if you know what I mean, because he knew that if he gave the young Steve Young a, a foothold, that he was going to take it for good. And they had a huge, they had a fractured relationship until uh, until uh, Montana got traded. Favre Rogers thing is almost exactly the same how that all panned out, except that Favre is more of a diva than Joe Montana ever was. There's no question about that. The the, the 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 dynamic is the same. Ultra competitive. Brett Favre was scared that he'd get beat out by a better player, and that was the same thing true of Montana and Steve Young. So, and they're at the same stages of their career. And I think it, it it goes to show you. I don't know if you guys heard Favre this morning on uh, Greeny. Uh, he was on there, and he talked. They talked a little bit about Rodgers and and Favre. Kind of an earlier point about Rodgers wanting to have the Super Bowl go through Lambeau. Uh, Favre flat out said, "He goes, I played up there." He goes. I'm not from up there, but I played up there for years. And you're not going to tell me that the weather is not going to be an advantage for the Packers because Aaron's played in it so much and he's so talented that he can, he, it can be a game changer for him. Even though if Tom Brady comes up there, he's been down in crispy old Tampa Bay this year, it's going to be a little change for them. And and to hear Rodgers, or sorry, Favre this morning give props to Rodgers, you know, you hear a lot more of that now. Whereas when Rodgers in Favre, yeah, when they first, when that really relationship was severed when Favre left it took years after Favre even retired to even give Rodgers any credit um, because he so to hear him say that man was just was awesome and then just to have him say you know I played there and I'm in that weather it's a huge advantage for the Packers no matter what team comes to Lambeau so it was just eye-opening to hear him kind of discuss that and and why he thinks it won't affect Rodgers and and that game in the snow a couple weeks ago proved that I mean Rodgers looked good in the snow I mean it's hard to do it's hard enough to be an NFL quarterback when it's sunny and 75 nonetheless when there's a two inches of snow on the field dig it i mean a, a few of the games this year have been crazy weather so i think they're ready for it too in the sense of they played in it this season um and you hit on that really well just there is that so what's next well you know next year the caps drop in really don't see the team spending any money in the off season so where does goody turn his attention in this upcoming draft which i think sets up pretty well in some certain areas for us but where does he turn his attention next guys I mean it's not going to be free agency so it, it is going to be young guys and I, 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 I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on where we go now after this season we're fortunate that it's another stacked stacked draft at wide receiver again this year and yes we're going to be most likely picking one of the last picks in the first round but if they don't take a son of a bitch and receiver in the first round this year <laughs> I am probably going to take a pitchfork down to Lambeau and wait for Goody and say hi I'm not going to do anything violent because I'm not a violent person. I'll just have a pitchfork and I'll and I'll sing some kumbaya songs or something. But they have to they have to get Rodgers a weapon, regardless if they win the Super Bowl or not. If they win the Super Bowl and 
they want to repeat. There's going to be teams that come back next year that are going to be healthy and better with a training camp, hopefully. They have to get them a weapon. They got to do that. They have to get them a number two. We've been saying it for over a year. They can do that. This team can win this year without it. Next year, they could repeat if they get him one more weapon and he plays like he did this year. I agree with you, Zach. Wide receiver is going to be a number one priority in the draft. I think it's going to be followed by offensive line and running back. With 99% sure Lindsley's gone. Turner is probably going to be a cap casualty. The only lineman out of the three that were drafted this year that has any playing time is Runyon. So you have no idea what the other two are going to be able to do. So you're going to have to up on a offensive lineman early, not first round, but probably second round or third round, and then running back because the likelihood that we sign Williams and Jones is next to none. The likelihood that we sign one of them is probably 50%. I mean, Jones has uh, played his way out of Green Bay. Williams is a really good compliment back, which I would love to see return, but I don't think that we could afford him either. I would normally probably would have said linebacker, but with Barnes and Martin, the way they've played, I think that we are, we're adequate at linebacker right now, at least in the early rounds, we're adequate. Getting a late round pick, maybe. Um, I just, like I said, wide receiver, offensive line, running back. Yeah, I think for I think for me, it all, it all depends on what happens in free agency. And you kind of alluded to some of it, Brett, that, you know, right, there's really four free agents that I see that we're going to lose at least three of these guys, uh, either through cuts or through free agency. Preston Smith. Turner, King, and Jones. We're going to lose at least three of those four. Uh, I just don't see how we don't and be able to, uh, you know, to sustain a full roster. So I'm with you, Brett. I, I think I think the offensive line is probably a need. Wide receivers, um, a, a need. And I think I'd probably throw in defensive line a little bit in there too. Get a true nose tackle. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying use a first rounder on him, but we probably have to use a, maybe a third or a fourth rounder uh, if we don't keep snacks. Because I think we saw this year with Clark, he can't play to notes. I mean, he, he's just not a very effective player. And if we do get another running back, if we do lose Jones, whether we keep Williams or not, we need a speed back because Dylan, Dylan looked good and for that one game and who knows, maybe he'll pan out, but we still need a lightning guy to go with his thunder. If we're going to, if we're going to do that kind of two, kind of two back running back by committee that I think Lafer really wants to do. And so that's where that really kind of comes in. I think so for, for me, it's running back, offensive line, defensive line, and then wide receiver with wide receiver being the number number one need and depending what happens with free agency we change the the order of those the other three yeah i'm kind of i kind of think offensive line i don't know if they're going to be quick to try to get rid of billy turner with him being under contract uh i don't think his contract is pretty crazy at all for the way he's played i think wagner will probably get cut before billy turner in my opinion i also i'm with you robert i think d i think d tackle is going to be higher on the list than people realize yep. uh, maybe first round second round to be honest with you and and just because Kenny Clark has struggled yeah. so bad right like I think he's an ad he's an ad they need to be able to free him up and they've paid him all this money that's such an important position and I think that's where you sure up the run because I I kind of believe in our linebackers I'm with Brett there I think Barnes and you know and when I watched the tape Barnes and Martin both have flashed exceptional yeah. ability at the position so they have good skill set fit too actually they're they're aggressive they're fast they're nasty guys. They're not those guys when they hit, they're screaming in your face. Like they want to talk shit. Like I love it. Right. Like I'm like, yes, we finally got some guys that want to hit somebody. Zach, you mentioned that they're football players. 
those do. They're like, remind me of Z that gets hurt. He lays there and he's out there in the next play. Like that's Barnes. And that's like, that's the way Martin and those guys play. Like they're getting hurt. They're trying to get back on the field. They both flash, Brad. And I'm with you there. Cornerback is a big one, guys. We're going to have to be thinking about cornerback as well. And then wide receivers. So those would be the three that I would think about is they're looking to get better at defensive line. They're looking to get somebody at corner because they're not going to be able to pay Kevin King. And we don't have another uh, number two on the roster. I just don't see it. Thought uh, we had a number two with uh, Josh Jackson. We thought, and then all of a sudden, like he literally, like what happened to him? He oh, like had a weird, right? Like the like right when King got hurt, he was playing like amazing football, and then all of a sudden, he literally hasn't played. So I don't know what happened. That's just a weird situation there. I, I don't know, guys. That 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 baffles me because he literally showed on tape that he had the ability to play a number two cornerback, and then all of a sudden, he's benched. So I, not I just, even he's not even dressing, which something. Going on. Yeah, I'll add to what you said. I, I I only talked about receiver, but the three position groups you mentioned are the three I have in mind. Uh, one obviously is receiver, like I said, but one A is defensive line. Um, like I've touched on earlier, we got Kenny Let's Clark. Get, a bunch get of, rid of Dean Lowry. Fuck, yeah, dude, we'll save of, some money. Cut him. We're not cutting the chumps out there. Yeah, yeah like, we and and Preston Smith is gone. We can we can cut him. Uh, we can save nine million in the cap by cutting him this year. Uh, he has an out in his clause that we get a team. We can get rid of him with only nine million. Man, that cap. might devastate Z though, man. Yeah, you gotta keep Z. Yeah, that's the only. No, I'm just no, saying. No, the only Z, thing I Z, think about with there. Preston is like that's like his brother. Like they're so close, and I think Z would get it. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't see them keeping Preston because they gotta unleash Gary too. O- only way that they keep Preston is if he restructures. Restructure maybe. Yeah. Hopefully, yep. maybe he does that to stay with his boy Z. I'm just saying, like, I know I would probably just crush Z. They're so close. So yeah. that probably means King and Jones are almost definitely gone then, if you keep Preston, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. 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 Right now, they're projected, what, 18 million under the cap? I mean, over the cap? With the uh, the cap dropping? I mean, if the cap stayed the same... You could work some magic then. You could work a lot of stuff. Uh, but it, but it Aaron stayed. Jones is going to be playing for, like, the Dolphins or the Jets. Jacksonville. Yeah. He's going to the Jets. Dolphins the Jets. Jets. I, if, I'm, if I'm a leave and I'm him, I'm going to the Dolphins. Well, the yeah, reason I'm saying the Jets, yeah. the reason I'm saying the Jets is I don't want him to leave, but if he's going to leave, fuck him. Like, get nah, paid. man, get I wouldn't paid. do that. He already got the Oakleys. Hey, right? He's got to like, get go, his money, dude. Go to he's South Beach, man. I would wish him the best down there, go, man. Go from get your money to South Beach. You know, yeah, yeah, no taxes. You already got the Oakleys deal. Jones went to UTEP, right? Yep. Yep. Houston. Yeah, God, you couldn't go on there. You, you couldn't pay me to go. There. Even Deshaun doesn't want to be there. He don't even want to be there. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, if if any, I mean, Miami and the Jets cap space are pretty much like the same. So you might as well go to the winner, right? Uh, Dolphins sure. have, what, 25 you know, round picks? Yeah, this they sounds have good. To, they have the number three pick and they're 10 and six. So. <laughs> You know, uh, Houston. Thank you. Think about Bill this guy. The the gift that keeps on giving. What a dumb fuck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh. So hey, at least we don't have the ownership of Houston, right? I mean, oh my God. <laughs> Jeez. They are. I mean, fa- the fact terrible. the fact that your your quarterback, your your franchise quarterback said he just wants to be involved in the conversation. So he don't need to make the decision. And they ask him. And they asked like, him to look, the first place. He talked to Mahomes about 
Eric Bieniemy and they say, "Hey, I want you. I want this guy." And you don't even interview him. How do you even like? You don't even interview the dude. Like that takes some fucking balls. Like you yeah, literally it, don't even know. Like that could literally be the best coach available, and you're not and, even gonna talk to him. And Watson is what the third Holy best quarterback cow. in the NFL. I mean, seriously, guys, that I mean, blows my yeah. mind. Hey, like, why, why would you do that to your quarterback? Watson, like, that, idiots. That's personal, bro. That's why I said it in the chat. Remember, I'm like, it gotta be like personal because that ain't Watson. That's not his character. He's not gonna get mad over nothing. Like I knew it was something like that. It, it had to have been. Like I said, how do you sign a new contract in September and then three months later want to get traded? That just doesn't make sense. Because to me. it's crazy. Because once soon as he signed that, they just started doing dumb shit. More dumb shit and more dumb shit. Like it was just like, golly. After I said that, that's when I I saw the the report about uh, Biennemi, how he wanted Biennemi as the coach and they didn't even interview him. I'm looking at it as, look at Kansas City's offense that he is, he's orchestrated. First off, I want to get that guy away from Kansas City. Right, like, yeah. Come on. It, within Let's, the conference, yeah. Yes, and then then you you can unleash that type of offense with uh, Watson. Watson. And the thing is, Robert, you said Watson's the number three quarterback in the NFL. Yep, I think so. He did it with Will Fuller and a bunch of cast-offs. Well, Cooks. <laughs> yeah, like I said, cast-offs. Yep. I think I could Cut Cooks quicker than I drafted him. <laughs> he picked it up at the end of Concussion the season. Concussion Cooks. Yeah. But he was he throwing it up to at nobody. the end of the season because he didn't he have anyone to else nobody. to throw to. Cobb gets concussion with the wind. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Cobb, they signed Cobb, but Cobb didn't do shit this year. No, not really. You know, and you know, if I'm, I'm Watson, I'm trying to get to San Francisco. Ooh. I'm trying to get to Ooh. Chicago, who should have drafted him in the first place. It might give up a whole other draft for him again this year. You I'm serious, know. right? Like, if I'm him, like, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> you know, the Bears could do some dumb shit, like re-sign Rex Grossman. And say, Indianapolis? Hey, guys, you want me to scare you guys, really? It's no, what, if, what, what if San Francisco got... Watson. Dog, that's the perfect fit. I'd oh, cry. my God. That'd be so scary. We'd be screwed. No, <laughs> I'm just that's saying. Can you, mute my, can you mute Robert, please? It's the perfect I don't fit. Hear that shit. I don't it's the perfect that fit. Shit. I just said that. San Francisco. Yep. Mute, um, mute Robert. Chicago. Um, yep. he, he could go to a, a litany of places that could Kyle use Kyle Shanahan's offense, though, man. If they, you could put him in Shanahan's offense, I mean, it's just... Shit, oh, you, could put him, you could put him on the Jets, and they might be 500. Yeah, you're right about Honestly, that. I'm going to say this. I know a lot of people talk a ton of shit about Sam Darnold. I do not think he's bad. I no, think he's he not got, that great. I think he got screwed He's by overrated. Him. He got gaged. Right? Like, look at what the, what Gates did to Tannehill. Tannehill leaves, goes to the Titans, and honestly, he played. He, he could have got some MVP votes this year. Let's be honest. Yep. I agree. So, I wouldn't give up on Sam Darnold quite yet. Uh, I, agree I, have, I think that I think that he has the ability. I bet you Coach LaFleur could coach him up. Yep. He can he can run. He can get the ball out quick. Imagine him just getting the ball and running a, a functional offense. I mean, look, Sam look Darnold, what happened to Allen. Come on, man. Allen was, everyone was like, oh, Allen's a piece of shit. He gets a good offense. He gets a weapon in digs. And yeah. now, like, he's, he was in the MVP right? conversation. Yes. He's in the MVP conversation. He's in the conversation. Yes. Gase oh. should not be in the NFL anymore. How did he even get a second job? Be, because of Justin. <laughs> <Dumbledore. laughs> How did he get it? That's a very good point. Right? 
Like, he, he had some propaganda Eric, on there. Eric B. Enemy can't even get an interview. And this yeah. motherfucker got a second job. Yeah. Come on, yes. man. That's a joke. No, we, we've been we've been uh, talking about B. Enemy for, what, two years now? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. What, it just, it blows my mind. The NFL is full of shit. <laughs> if the enemy, if, guys, if the enemy's smart, you know what the best job, in my opinion, for him is? Chargers. I, exactly. He goes to yeah. Chargers. He's got a quarterback. He's got a running back. They have a really good young defense. They have a ton of talent. That team was just a product of bad luck this year. They and the, the, Jags. Most, the most underrated wide receiver in the league, too. Keenan Allen's a stud. Jags got that. Jags got number one pick. They got all, the most cap room and all the who knows. You know, that's another spot I'd think about. Yeah, that's, that's where a- I think Aaron Jones might go is San Diego. I could totally see it. But why, the, I look at the at the Chargers. They already locked up Eckler. They got a couple of young backs. I yeah, don't even know if Jones true. makes sense there. Yeah, maybe. Right? I think. I think previous. about. I mean, in Miami, they spent a ton of money. Like, well, I won't say a ton, but they brought in a bunch of backs in the offseason. Is they had Jordan Howard for a while. They have more money. They do. They cut him. They brought in Matt Breida. He didn't do yeah. shit. But then Miles Gaskin, like I don't. And the people in the fantasy world, you know, like he was a monster this year. He got hurt. He got COVID, and then his backup was okay. Miami makes the, a ton of sense. Yeah, Miami make a ton of sense. Because yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with Tua, but they're sitting at number three. They can end up with Justin Fields. Yeah. I'd probably take Fields if I was them. Or one of the other or, quarterbacks. Because I don't think... Miami's got the third and 18th. They can move up. Move up to two. Yeah, they can package the Jets up. Jets aren't sold, yeah. or and if the I Jags aren't I don't see sold. anybody passing on Dar- on, on uh, Trevor Lawrence, though. So, I, I don't that's the only so guy either. I would try... That's the only guy I would try it up for yeah i agree with you there you can sit back for those other guys those are all they're not trevor lawrence talent side justin nope. fields is too way too up and down yeah he's he, from ohio so screw he him. whooped the shit out of <laughs> he's him. from ohio <laughs> he did just whooped it he did just kick the shit out of trevor lawrence though he did he threw six touchdowns against them whooped their ass so we got we do have to say that no we don't fuck ohio <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, we have four All-Pros this year, man. Instant reaction to that. Like, I mean, obviously, we've been talking about Rodgers having an MVP season, so I wasn't shocked at seeing that. But seeing uh, Corey Lindsley there was awesome, obviously. Devonta Adams, Brett, you talked about all the records that he's already broken this year. You know, Sterling Sharp's record for touchdowns and reception records. And Bach, what's that, number four or five for him, um, All-Pro? Five? I think that's five. That's that's, that's Hall of Fame level shit. Let's go ahead and uh, put Bach in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I mean, what, what are your guys' thoughts on the, on the All-Pros? I mean, I think uh, seeing seeing Jair at second team at cornerback was a bit disappointing, as well as Z at second team. But it's hard to argue over T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. They had some amazing seasons. So what are your guys' thoughts on All-Pro? I think Jair got screwed. I want to throw some stats out for for y'all. Combined stats versus all number one receivers over the 15 games he played this year. He only gave up 14 receptions on 29 targets for 143 yards, zero touchdowns. Of those uh, number one receivers, he shut out Emmanuel Sanders, Calvin Ridley, Will Fuller, Ty Hilton, Alshon Jeffrey, and Allen Robinson. How the hell is he not all pro? Yes, he only had one interception, but that's because nobody's... Don't throw him the damn ball. I mean, Deion Sanders Sanders rule. Yeah, Deion Sanders is all pro every year because no one fucking threw to him. Because as soon as you throw to him, that's a pick six. 
Yep. Like the only knock on Jair is he's not getting picks, but you can't pick the ball uh, off when it's getting thrown over to Kingside, can you? They no. don't throw at him much, and I would love to see them allow him to play more press man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I, I, that's I think he would like to do it, to be honest with you. Well, Mofleur said that after last week's game. I, I don't know if you guys saw that. He, with those he stupid fourth downs. Like, and, dude, it's yeah, third and three. It's third and three, and Kevin King's 10 yards off the ball against Allen Robinson. Like, what are you doing? Like, that was like, turn around. I was so angry about it. Like, I'm like, that's just bad football, right? Like, that's, that's coaching. Not, yeah, that's, that's straight coaching. up coaching. Like, you, that is not acceptable. I right? haven't you're, seen you're, you're a too DB. good of that. I, Kevin King, too, he, he's great at man up. Like, let these guys play football, man. We got safeties that can help them. Let those guys run. Let's, let's get some hands on some of these guys, disrupt these routes, let, the, let our pass rush get to the quarterback. Like, this shit makes sense. I mean, when we're playing with seven defensive backs, you should be playing ball up and run yeah that, yeah, that that's this, exactly right the players are actually built for it too which i it, it's not like they can't do it that's what blows my mind is that no actually you have the personnel to do it lafleur even said that guys he's like our guys can do this <laughs> yeah, Jair, i have not seen a he's like hit hit like hit hit like they can do this let them do it you know unleash these guys yeah it's I the same seen... thing with the pass rushers right yeah definitely it's the same thing. Free the corners, man. Free the corners. I haven't seen a defensive back this physical in Green Bay since Craig Newsom. Yeah. Jair's a right. fucking stud. Yeah. I mean. Brett, hey, Brett loves Craig Newsom, y'all. I do love Craig Newsom. <laughs> he, done, he done brought up Craig. We done had, this is what, we done did six episodes. He done said Craig Newsom at least seven times. Yeah. But, I, but <laughs> hey, call me a liar, though. Tell me, tell me another defensive back that was that physical. That no, I, no, I know. You love you some Craig Newsome. I'm just like, boy, Brett, Brett be pulling the Craig Newsome out the bag, like, hmm, Craig Newsome. Well, well, you could tell about Jair that, that it's, and it, Brett kind of alluded to it, how you said, like, Newsome, I play so physical. You could tell he studied Jalen Ramsey a lot because Ramsey does that same thing. Now, Ramsey's bigger, so he's a, he's a little bit bigger player than Jair, uh, Jair is. Um, he still plays that same attitude. There is there is a line, and there's a line between the ball and Dyer. That's how he plays. He, he plays with that kind of aggression. He doesn't care who the wide receiver is. He doesn't care he if it's Metcalf. He, he doesn't care if it's if it's uh, if it's uh, Hopkins. He doesn't care who it is. Nope. He's, he fears nobody. That's what I really like about him. So I, I, he's I think he's a true snub. I think the guy that that's also a snub who and they chose Howard for some reason as the other one. But interceptions. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think White, it's I think Kadarius White is better than Howard too. So I, I think interception. Yeah, to, to go in there, but I think I, I'm not sure if Z Z's case I think's a little I think is a little more gray just because what you said, Dexter. You know about TJ and Garrett having such good years. Yeah, I, I was like, eh, I'm not gonna argue, right? Like, I'm like, I can't really say much about that, right? Like, I don't think Z could really. If he didn't make the Pro Bowl, it'd be kind of different. But I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he was first team this year. How much money did Jair lose? Does anyone know by not getting a, a pro? I don't know. He made a lot by becoming a pro bowler, though. He got a big raise. So Hope I'm sure so. he's going to get something off of this, too. Would you guys agree? He's our franchise player on defense. I think he is. Yeah, him. I mean, God, he's is, a there a better, is there a better corner and safety duel than Jair and Savage? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe, maybe Johnson and Ramsey. 
Oh yeah, Iron Johnson's no, pretty damn good, and he's young too. Yeah, Johnson the uh, third's a really good player too. But yeah, I think that might be the only one. But then we get to throw Amos in the in there too. Who could possibly, which would be kind of crazy to think about, be a cap cut? Will blow my mind because how good he played, right? He's but Amos? No, no. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying that that could be one of those surprise, like out of nowhere, he's gone because we got Savage as like the main man. They didn't have Savage when they got Amos. They like um, literally had to like transform the safety position because Ted Thompson was on some other shit. I don't know what he was doing with safety. They signed Amos and drafted Savage in the same year. That's right. No, I know, but I, they knew what Amos was, right? So they oh, had, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got they you. were hoping that yep. Savage was gonna be what he is, right? Like, and I, I felt really good about Savage coming out, regardless. But now they know what he is. He's special. He reminds me. He he's Flash Nick Collins, guys. Like, oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. I agree last few weeks, man, I've been seeing some plays. I'm like, is that 36? No, that's 26. Oh my goodness. I was just like, always around the ball. He's always there when the ball gets deflected. Oh, there's Savage picking it off again. He's just around the ball and you know, he he doesn't hit like I thought he would yet. He's been hurt a lot, but But he will, he goes at it when he does though. Like, oh yeah. When he does tackle, he's trying to take people's heads off. He he flies in there. You know, he just got to get a little more controlled about it, but he's not afraid to tackle at all. I agree. I agree. I think that's the biggest thing from this Packers defense, different from even, I was going to say last year, but even the first half of this season, people aren't afraid to get their nose dirty now. And, and they're going in and they're gain tackling and they're popping people. And it's it's a weird feeling as a Packer fan to see people that are going in and wanting to hit people. Because for years, man, it felt like nobody on this team wanted to play football and hit somebody. So it's been uh, great to watch. What it kind of reminds me of, Zach, when you're talking like that, kind of kind of reminds me of when you used to see those old Raven defenses, right? Right. Where they 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 really like to hit you, you know, guys like um you know, Ed Reed, guys like uh, Ray Lewis, you know, those guys, the, the guys who really like to punish players and they were not, they, were, they put their bodies on the line. They also took the other team out, right? They, it, there's that kind of attitude, of, especially in our secondary. All our guy, Amos likes to hit. I mean, he, he's a big hitter. I mean, and King was hitting last game. I mean, he's he's yeah. starting to hit a little bit. So, yeah, he's the always whole secondary. Been, King's actually always laid the wood, guy. He just would get hurt when he did. Yeah, that's true. I agree. He's a with missile. That. He really is a missile. He, Oh, he's always liked to hit. I, that's never, I don't know. I always like King out there when it comes to tackling as a corner. He would just hurt his shoulder. It was the shoulder for a while. Um, he's kind of, he doesn't wrap that. up though. That's why he leads with his shoulder. I mean, he was doing that last game. It was just working yeah. most of the time. He leads with his shoulder, doesn't wrap anybody up. He's, he's big. Wrap. So a lot of times it works for him because he's bigger than most of those guys. But there's certain players you can't do that with. You got to just learn to wrap up. I think Elton Jenkins got snubbed. Brett, you talked about yeah. that before. How the hell do you you play every single I'm looking at the the first team, right? He played all over the place, which could have something to do with it. Jack Conklin, right tackle at Cleveland. He didn't play right tackle, so you can't really worry about that. Left guard was Quentin Nelson. It's hard to argue over Quentin Nelson. Right guard is Brandon Sheriff. Jenkins is way better than Brandon Sheriff, and he's a first teamer. Um, These second team guys, I laugh. Joe Batonio from Cleveland. Jenkins (laughs) runs laps around you. 
you're not as good as him, even in his, like Jenkins could have a bad Jenkins could go play right of different position and he's still better than dude. And also Wyatt Teller from Cleveland, both guards from Cleveland were the second teamers over Jenkins, which is BS. Elton Jenkins got snubbed for sure. You know, there's another guy that got snubbed. Um, I'm looking at the second team for tight end and it's vacant. How the hell does How Tunyon is it vacant? And vacant. how does a guy have 10 <laughs> touchdowns? Yeah. He had 11. 11. 11. Yeah, 11 touchdowns. And you have it vacant? He like, was tied for... It doesn't make sense. What he was tied for fifth in touchdown receptions. Bro, that's honestly, that's just disrespect. The only other person Bacon? that I think could have beat Who him out. It? Like, it, oh. has that ever been done before? I don't know. But the only other tight end that could have <laughs> beat him out was Waller. Because Waller had almost 1,200 yards receiving and nine touchdowns. Both of them didn't make freaking all pro. How the fuck does that happen? How? Yeah. 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 How did Cook not makes... make it in the second team? I mean, I like Kamara and all, but how did Cook not get it? The people that are making these decisions must have been on, like, some COVID shit or something because I don't know what the fuck <laughs> yeah. they're doing. Or they like, yeah, watch football. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, they got votes for stuff. They ain't watch film in their life. Nope. But how, I, yeah, I feel bad for Tunyon. I do. Yeah, Tunyon got screwed. There's no question. Guys, it's crazy. Defense, defense, defense. We talked a lot about defense, you know, going into the season. And we had some high hopes for the defense. They started pretty slow. We were disappointed. They picked it up a little bit and they ended up finishing up, you know, as a top 10 total defense in the NFL. Should the Packers still move on for Petten after the season with the soft coverage issues and those type of things, or should we see what happens in the playoff? I think Petten should be gone. He's had the opportunity to make the necessary adjustments to be a top five defense. It took Z and Preston to go and talk to him and say, let's just dumb it down. Let us just play. Stop trying to do too much. And as soon as they came to him and talked to him, they started like going nuts. It's asinine to play 10 yards off the ball when it's third and fucking three. Yep. He must think King and Jair are gods to be able to play 10 yards off the ball and thinking they're going to stop on third and three. Hell, my fat ass can get off the line fast enough and catch a ball to get a first down <laughs> on third and three. He's got to go. I've said I it think- before that he, we need someone young and someone to energize that defense that's going to be creative and not be a dumbass and play 10 yards off the ball. I think the only thing that'll save Patton is if they win the Super Bowl. But otherwise, I think LaFleur has got one of his boys that he's worked with at some podunk school like Northern Michigan University that they stayed in contact with. He's already got a guy in mind that he wants to hire. And you know the front office is going to give him free reign to hire whoever he wants because then it's his call and they don't have to put their, their they don't have to be on their, their, you know, their reputations on the line, but it's hard to say if you have a top 10 defense, you're going to get rid of the coordinator. You know, like you guys have said, if you got a, if you got players coming to the coach and saying, listen, coach, <laughs> cut us loose, man. Then you, you know can't. what you just said? We have players. Yep. So yes, it should be a top 10 defense. Should have been already. Yeah, that should have been already. That's the thing. Like, like the expectations and I think the players, and I don't, I don't mean to stop you there, we have the players, I think that's what bothers me so much about Petten. Trust these guys more. If you are creative, like, put some faith in these guys. Unleash them. Free our corners. Free our pass rushers. Let them do what they do best. Like you said, Zach, this could be a top five defense. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. They just and haven't I, been getting the opportunities they to, until lately. But what we don't want to happen is what happened with Capers, right? We kept him three years too long, at least. I mean, it, it, we have a chance to make a move. Yeah, we have a top ten defense. 
defense and maybe we get to the Super Bowl, win or lose, you're going to have arguments about that. If we want to take the next level, we, we, we need to have, we need to improve on the defense. We know what he's going to do. We need to make a change. I think I agree with Zach and, and you, Dexter, too. I completely agree. I, I think we ought to move on and take the chance, right? The big one that where he's failed us the most is against the run. It's like he came in, his defense has always been good at stopping the pass. That's kind of what he does is he wants to get some pressure and he builds his defense to stop the pass. That's that that is what Patton does. When he was hired, we were the worst pass defense in the NFL by like a miles and miles, right? So it was so bad that they were like, man, we need somebody who can fix that. <laughs> it was yep. so bad. And, and and he came in and he's done that. We need somebody with a little bit of balance, I think, now, where it's like, all right, we have the talent. I don't think any D coordinator is going to suck with Jair and the safeties, right? <laughs> that we have. Well, 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 uh, think about this, Dexter. So. Think about this, Dexter. Look what Blake Martinez is doing with the Giants. Same shit, just making tackles. But he's getting him at closer to the line of scrimmage. He's he's played a lot better. It does, it isn't just it isn't just worthless tackle numbers, right? Tackles is one of the most overrated stats in football. It, it, it's it's not so much how many tackles you get. I mean, it's certain, that's a little bit of it, but it's where you get those tackles. Who cares if you get tackles if they're holding on to the running back for five yards, right? Yeah, he still can't cover <laughs> nobody though. No, he still doesn't cover anybody. But he played no, better. <laughs> that's my point, though. He played yeah. better. Well, Patrick Graham is a he was a riser. We had him for a little while right and a lot of people forget he was our d-line coach for a little bit two seasons ago before he left when he went to miami uh, and then they now he's up in new york patrick graham was somebody that we should have had our eyes on like these right these coaches on the rise and we talked about our db coach now like we need to be thinking about these next guys and i'd be shocked if i'd be shocked if our coach doesn't get a bunch of dc interviews yeah speaking of dcs one of my friends i was listening to our podcast and when brett meds from Jim Leonard, he says, I'm going to kill Brett. Because <laughs> he's know, a huge Badger fan. <laughs> Jim Leonard is probably going to be getting head coaching offers for college uh, this offseason. Oh, no, I know, I know. But, but you Jerry guys, Gray, I bet you Jerry, people are going to try to poach Jerry Gray after seeing what he did with our secondary. I'd still love Jim Leonard here, though. I mean, I don't want to lose him at UW, but boy, I would love him here. What do you guys see as Wisconsin fans? Do you see Jim Leonard leaving his alma mater to go somewhere else, even if it is a head coaching job? Unless, unless Packers, Wisconsin... that's kind of like the yeah, that's what I'm saying. because he grew up in the you know, he grew up in the state, so it could be. That could be. It all depends if, for him, the NFL is it. Like, so for some coaches, it's like they want to be it could be college. Does he want to make it to the NFL? So it, it kind of depends what his future aspirations, what what his what's his north star? Is it head coaching at the at UW or is it head coach in the NFL or D coordinator in the NFL? I don't know. He so, could go he could go D coordinator to the Packers, and that Wisconsin job is always going to be there when it becomes available. Exactly. I think there's been an underrated. Pro- I think there's been a promise made to Jim that when Chris goes, he gets the Wisconsin job if he wants it. That's my guess. I've heard some of the people that who have kind of knowledge, not real knowledge, but they can't really say, but they, they kind of said that there's kind of an agreement kind of there that Chris goes. I've heard rumors that Leonard really likes it at Wisconsin and because he doesn't want his kids moving from town to town and he's content with them growing up in Wisconsin, he's not really wanting to move 
or has the desire to move. And that's kind of why I talk about him going to Green Bay. Green Bay is two hours yeah. away from Madison. It you know, it's, it's actually closer to where he's, he's a three, four guy too, Brett. <laughs> he's a three, four guy too, Brett. I mean, that's the other thing is that he could, he, the scheme would be perfect for him here. The Badgers aren't top five defense in the nation year in and year out because uh, Leonard sucks. He knows what it. the hell he's doing. He played under Rex a Ryan. DC for Rex him. Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. Rex Ryan. Yeah, too. He played under Rex Ryan defense. You know, Rex Ryan wasn't a bad D coordinator at all. And that's where Patton oh. came from. Buddy Ryan is that system. No, and they're all the Buddy Ryan guy. tree. The yeah. difference is, is when you watch, I, I see the same thing with the Badgers too, that soft coverage a lot and it drives me freaking nuts. But the blitz schemes are way more intricate, way, like he's way better at, at pressure than Patton. It's not even close. Patton doesn't blitz. No, he doesn't no. have the, he doesn't have the pressure packages. He doesn't mix it up like Jim Leonard does at all. Jim, Jim Leonard is way more exotic. He will adjust. He will change. Patton kind of yeah. does what he does. He, you know, when, that's it. when Patton does a 4-1-6, you really can't blitz out of that. But I will say he, against Derrick Henry, he switched it up. He did what he had to do. He's he's adapted over these last few weeks. So I'm going to give him some props, man. He finished the top 10 for the first time for us in total defense. So we got better this year. So that's all you can really ask for. I'll give him first props time on the way out the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah Is this I mean, really the first time since 2010 that we've been a top 10? Yeah. Yep. yep. That's why I said, guys, like earlier when we talked about expectations, I'm like, man, everything is kind of lined up. Like it doesn't, does it get better? Top 10 in scoring D, home field throughout, number one scoring. What more do you need? You got to get it done. Special teams would be one. I really wish that we didn't suck so bad at special teams. That's our weakness. I really worry about that uh, impacting us, you know, at, at an important time. So I hope they figure something out quick with that. The bye week is definitely going to help with that. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, though. I don't know about that, Dexter. I don't know. I'm, like, hoping for something there because, like, when I look at it, right, where I'm like, what's my biggest concern for the Packers entering the playoffs? It's fucking special teams. You imagine one of those fumbles with Austin? Like, you imagine that happening in in the divisional game? Like, that's going to be a heartbreaker. That stuff can't happen. That's my biggest worry. We have this divisional playoff game. We got 6,000 season ticket owners. Shout out to the season ticket owners out there that are going to get to go to the game. If you don't want to go to the game, the Packer Backer podcast would gladly take those tickets off your hands. You know, We're taking all donations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can find us on on Twitter at Packer Backer Pod. Just inboxes or whatever you name. You know, y'all don't. I won't know. say no. I will wear my <laughs> I will wear my mask and stay away from everybody. Zach will do I'll, favors. I'll eat, I'll eat ten brats. I'm not scared. If, yeah. if we, do you guys know if Irvin will be back if we get to the Super Bowl? I don't know. Like he's really hurt, isn't he? Like it's like he got hurt, and then I was like, well, is it serious? It must be because we haven't seen this dude in a long time. I know they placed him in IR, but I don't know if they put it. You know what I mean? I don't know if they put him on season-ending IR. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question, but we miss him. So because we could get him back, that would certainly help our special team a lot. That's my biggest worry. What's your biggest concern? What, what were you guys' biggest concern for the Packers entering the playoffs? My biggest concern, I honestly think, is the bye week. Amen. Really? Yeah. That they, was mine. They haven't. <laughs> the thing is, right, I'm, I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing all these dumbass shit. They should just lose and not have the number one seed. Are you fucking kidding me? That's, That's dumb, dumb people talking. Like, come mm-hmm. on. 
time. They play really bad out of the bye. So you don't want the Super Bowl running through Lambeau is what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's um, dumb. That's what you want to convince me. You want to convince me that it's a bad thing that the Super Bowl runs through Lambeau <laughs> and that the guys get a week off at the, the end of a 16, 17 week NFL season. That's a bad thing. You want to oh, convince man. me of that? I, I think it's a great thing that the oh, bye week, God. they got the bye week. I'm watching this stuff on Twitter. Packers Twitter is a funny place. <laughs> oh God. Like I will tell you that, you know, and shout out to the 60 people that follow me on Packers Twitter. But when you're like out there surfing, it, it's a dark place sometimes. Oh, for sure. There, I mean, Packer fans are the weirdest people in the world. I don't understand the thought process. The thing I like about having the bye week is they had week five bye week. So they pretty much played an entire season out of weekend off. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. Allows the team to get healthy, allows the team to get some rest. In the two seasons under LaFleur, Coming out of a bye week, they got beat all the time. 37 to 8 and yeah, they, 38 They haven't to won a game out, out of a bye yet, have they? No, they haven't. Yeah. They have yeah. looked like shit coming out of a bye. This, to me, is coming out of the bye is going to show how well LaFleur is at game planning. If they can come Which out... Which he's pretty good at, and I think they're well aware, because this is a narrative now. This yeah. happened. And, and the same thing happened going into this Tennessee game of us not being able to stop the run. The way I see it is, alright players, the energy level is different now. These guys know they gotta bring their own energy. Bonus, 6,000 fans gonna be in a stand. Yeah, it better be, it might better not, not be seem like, like a lot. When you ain't had none all year, that might be kind of cool. Maybe the energy out of the buy, having some fans, it being top of mind. LaFleur knows this is it. I'm not as worried about that. I'm I'm more happy that the Super Bowl runs through Lambo. I'm I'm happy with that too, Dex. I I'm I'm not saying that I'm I didn't want the Packers to not have a bye. I just, I look at history. <laughs> the last time we had a bye at Lambeau, Giants came in and upset us again. And so it's just a previous feeling that makes me nervous. But I think. And like now whose fault was that? That was Brett Favre's, man. <laughs> I remember no. that shit too. No, no. The last one was Rodgers. Rodgers no. did that too. Yeah, Rodgers did 2011. That yeah, 2011 yeah, 2011 season. 15 and yeah. 1. 15 and 1. And then our defense was a sieve. Yeah. That doesn't help. That year, he had no defensive help either. But yeah, man, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that being the number one seed and having a bye is a bad thing, man. Let's let's run this thing through Lambo. That's what our quarterback wants, and I'm yep. all for it. And we get to sit back and enjoy football this weekend without being freaking nervous and, and just sit back and we can actually almost kind of scout these teams and see. Yeah, see, see what, what we, we got think. out there. I mean, all this is, oh, I got a damn good poll question for you fucks. Uh -oh. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, man. All right, y'all ready for this one? Oh, yeah, man. what is it, Dex? You fucks. <laughs> Can you can you mofos find it in yourselves to root for the Bears this weekend? Oh yep. hell yes. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Oh hell yes. Go I want, Bears. I want the Bears to come to Lambo and get the ass beat, is what I want. I want <laughs> your bitch key to throw five interceptions in day. It, when you sent the question, Dex, about what worries me, you know, worries us worry worries me most about the NFC when you did our outline. Yeah. Uh, the, I put it at the Saints, you know, most and if the Bears win. We don't have to worry about the Saints. Yeah, that um, would be. So, I mean, to get rid of the number two seed is ideal. I mean, well, and just how oh, they yeah. match up with us too. I mean, that that that's yeah. more what it is. Is it? And they're healthy. Like we played yeah. them earlier. We beat them, but they were missing some guys. We were missing.
versus some guys. They, yeah, they're a damn good team. If you don't have yeah. to play the number number two seed, you don't want to have to play the number two seed. Yeah, Absolutely. and they, they have that ferocious pass rush, and then they, they also have a, a guy that could cause us all. This is the one guy that I think, Jay, Alexander's had a great season, but Michael Thomas can make even really good corners. He's on like IR. That. Michael Thomas is on IR. We'll see if he, oh, he, if he's available by that he's, time. So. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's actually slated. I, I think I saw today. Let me look it up. But I don't know if y'all remember Alvin Kamara looking like a video game against us. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he looked like Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Did Michael Thomas like, returns to practice. Oh, returns there you to go. Practice. So he's he's going to work his way. Play. He's trying to yeah. work his way back. But well, it's okay. I, I will say Drew this. Brees can only throw it five yards down the field this year, so he might be all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Saints. The Saints are good. I think we're better. But if we don't have to play them, yeah, go bring for on it. Cutler. Yeah. Jr. Let's take I, let's face Cutler Jr. for the third. We'll time. kill the Bears, like Brett said. We'll kill him. I'm, I'm looking I forward him, to. I call him Mazda Mitch. <laughs> what do you call him? Mazda Mitch. So <laughs> he's broke he should, down. Nah, yeah, he should go get sponsored by Mazda. He just like one of them weird little Mazda Mitch. You know what I mean? Mazda <laughs> Mitch or Mitsubishi. You know, some whack ass you know, car. Mi- Mitsubishi I mean? actually kind of fits because it's Mitsubishi by Chubichi. Yeah, Mitsubishi, <laughs> Mitsubishi Mitch. You know. I mean, so uh, I remember. No, what it was, they were trying to compare him to Lamar, and it was called. And, and there was a, a little couple of weeks they was calling him uh, Maserati Mitch because he was running around the field, and they thought he was gonna be like the. I was like Maserati Mitch. I said more like Mazda. Like, <laughs> I said Mazda, Mitsubishi, one of them. I said that. I said that ain't no Maserati. <laughs> ain't nothing Maserati about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna you. trade up. I'm gonna trade up one spot. My entire draft for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and pass on to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. You know, you, you, know oh, you know that Green Bay went and rubbed one out after that happened. They were like, holy shit, thank you for the next five years of shitty football from the Bears. They drafted a better Tebow. Yo, <laughs> I don't know, man. I will say this: this, this, this year, guys, and and we've all been watching this team for a long time. It's been fun watching these guys, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. I'm surprised at the quality of football. Honestly, we've touched on this in the past, Dexter, about the energy you get from the fans and playing with no fans. It's it's insane the energy they have. They're they're having fun. I like that the NFL is not being uh, asshole and letting these guys celebrate more. I love it too, like the D train celebration and stuff. Yes. You can you can that tell they're so together. Awesome. They're they together. Like they're they're having fun. It's I'm just not, I, I think that's cool. I'm not a huge fan of celebrating because I think that individuals put themselves above the team by celebrating. But these team celebrations, that D train, it's it's simple but it's fun. You have people coming mm-hmm. off the bench to celebrate. But, you know. Also, we have Rogers. That Dude, helps bring that juice, right? When they talk oh, about yes. bring your own juice, yes, they're doing that stuff on purpose. They're trying to get pumped together, more team celebrations. They also got to take that experience to those screens. So yep. people watching the games, like you see, they're running to that TV and those cameras, so the fans can get that that feeling that they could be. I think it's pretty cool. One of the coolest things this year, though, that just watching the Packers all year is, I think finally Devontae Adams is getting the respect that he deserves. I mean. 
for absolutely. Yep. He, he really has. I mean, he, he's, he's owning it too. You notice that? Like he's owning the moment. His confidence is just out of this world. And and I agree but, with you, Robert. He's he's getting the love he deserves. Yeah, you know, and it, 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 he, I think he's finally, you know, he, he's kind of a low-key guy, really. I mean, he's not a me me guy, you know what I mean? You know, he's he's not a big showboat, kind of the opposite of Odell Beckham in a lot of ways, uh, in the way he kind of handles success. If you know what I mean, I mean he he's 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 technically been perfect this year, and he you could tell how happy he is. And I've been watching uh, the Pat McAfee, you know, the punter, what's his name, Pat McAfee, on and off more this year, and hearing Rogers talking about Tay, what he's meant to him, and and see, he said. He, he, he didn't realize how good he was until about three or four years ago. You know, when he first started, he's like, this guy is truly different. And the way he talks about him, I think he thinks he's the best player he ever played with. That's a heck of a compliment, you know, from Rodgers. He's played with a lot of good ones. You know, Greg Jennings, good player. Uh, Jordy Nelson, really good player. But he thinks he's better, way better than both, the way he talks. He thinks he's a Hall of Famer. I, I think Rodgers actually thinks he does. And I kind of agree with him. I don't know about you guys. Sure looks like it. He's up on this pace, you know, the rest of Rodgers' career. It's going to be hard to argue with that. And I, just to go off what you said too, Robert, a shameless plug here. If people aren't watching Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on Pat McAfee's show, yeah. they are missing out. It is, it is it's great. awesome. It's so funny. It's just that he he's you can tell that him and Pat are good friends because he opens up about everything and then Ty on the show is a huge Packer fan. So it's it's just a great dynamic. You get a little bit inside of what's going on at Lambeau. And it's 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 definitely worth the forty five minutes of the three hour show that Rogers is on to listen to the whole show. It's great. He's he's so open, Rogers is on that show. He's not like he is and other interviews. He, Absolutely. He, seems like he, he's the real Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron Rodgers that his team, like most of his teammates say he is. Uh, I always thought like, there's always those couple guys like the Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley's, like these couple weird players want to try to get some attention by saying bad things about Rodgers. Yeah. Most of the people who have 90 some percent of the people who have played for him say he's a great guy. I just think that he's breaking down a lot of the myths about himself on that show too. In defense of Jennings though, he said the beef that he had with Rodgers, I don't remember the game, but it was his last season in Green Bay, end of the game, and Rodgers is talking to a player from the other team and says, you guys need to go out and get Greg Jennings in front of Greg Jennings. And Greg Jennings took it as he doesn't want me here. He's uh, he's trying to sell me up to another team, and that's where the beef happened with Jennings. Yeah, I didn't. Know so that. unlike unlike Finley, where Finley's I don't even know. He he bitched and complained about Rodgers being inaccurate his entire career that lasted five years, four years. Yeah, Finley's. He was always kind of a big mouth, really, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've never been a huge fan of his. So hey, Dex, great player. I want to backtrack a little bit. Something that we missed in the outline. We were talking about all pro reactions, and you, your question was, is this Rogers' best season as a pro? Ah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got about that, that one. That's right. kind of that's kind of popped up a few times out there where they're like, he he's playing his best football since he won a Super Bowl, and when you look at it, it's close. But I'm not so sure it's his best season though. Well, I actually, I'm gonna go on a limb and say this might be his best season ever as well as best season ever by a quarterback i look back at the season where tom brady threw 50 touchdowns and the stats are somewhat similar tom brady had 50 touchdowns eight interceptions rogers 48 touchdowns seven interceptions rod uh brady's touchdown to interception was 6.25 where rogers was 6.86 five interceptions this year brett say what rogers only had five interceptions this year not seven are you sure 100 yeah, positive 48 and 5. 
So yeah, 40, 50, yeah, 55 and 10 for Peyton Manning in 2013 is pretty good too. 5,000 yards, 5,477 yards. Hey, well, that's and, pretty good in too. In 2011, when he, the last time he had a season like this, he had 45 and 6. And one. Yeah. Yeah, 45 yeah. and 6. Oh, no, actually, let's see. Yeah, 45 and 6 and 11. He had almost, he had over 500 yards more passing in 2011. Here's also, why I'd say th- this year to me is more impressive than that year is higher just passing rating. Well, just, the talent level too. It was like you can't compare what he was throwing to an eleven to now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tay, no, I would say this though. Tay, Tay kind of counts as two people. You could say that Tay counts as two, but there's nobody taking pressure off of Tay. Yeah, Tay's but going then up against the number one in eleven, he had Jennings, Driver, Jordy, Finley. Like you know, the running game was worse. So that was that was Cobb's uh, rookie year. This is insane. To even think. Yeah. About this is, some of this stuff. Yeah, but he the, he had they had Starks and and uh, Ryan Grant as a running back though. Which Grant that came on that? late. Starks came on late. Grant was Grant was kind of like falling off a little bit, but the the running game was actually picked up pretty good. It was that okay, was a, but I remember Jones. It was okay. Them. No, it was. I'm not saying it's not. It's not close now. So you could say the running game was better now than it was then, but he still threw for 48 touchdowns. The offensive line is better now, and nobody wants to hear that but he was sacked 36 times in, in 11 and only, you know, yeah. 19, 20 this year. So line, He ran to Baltimore, too. He was a better runner than Mark so younger. When Manning had better completion percentage this year. Manning had 55 touchdowns. Who was his uh, wide receiver? Demarius Thomas. He had, let's see, Thomas Sanders. Daniel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Two good tight ends. That's, that's why I say this might be the greatest year ever for a quarterback. You know, Tom Brady had 50 touchdowns, 23 went Moss. Moss is one of the greatest ever to play the game. Yeah, no question. Rogers you literally just throw the ball up to, to Moss <laughs> every right. time. Right. Listen to out. this wide receiver court, guys, that, that man again. I, I think you're probably right, Brett. Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, pretty good wide receiver. Wes Welker, Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And a Julius oh, Thomas had, at yeah, tight end. He had, uh, he had the the true slots and he had the yeah the deep thread and the possession guy that can get it. He had everything he needed. Yeah, yeah. Rogers doing this one. I I can't say nobody because Tay isn't nobody. Tanyan came out of nowhere. Yeah. Tanyan, you know, if he repeats what Graham did last year, that's only three touchdowns. He put up eleven touchdowns this year. Tanyan was a good a good surprise. We didn't touch on him as one of our biggest surprises. I I think he has to fit that bill for sure. Yeah, because oh, sure. we, we came into the season, that was one of our question marks is we were like, well, there's potential. We're like, well, Jace could be good. <laughs> or Tanyan, you know, they like Tanyan, right? Like there was this Tanyan. I keep saying Tanyan. It's Tanyan. Tanyan, uh, like Funyan. Tanyan, Tanyan. They're like, he's training with Kittle. And, you know, he's he's the best player in camp. And, like, you know, you never know, right? Because they were saying the same thing about Christian Kirksey. And he came out and he was terrible before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, definitely one of the best surprises. I wouldn't say this is his best year personally as a pro, but it's got to be up there, especially with the talent that he's doing. I, I think it's safe to say, though, that and it, and kind of with the numbers that Brett kind of threw out there, I think this is his most efficient year. He, he's, oh, he's for lo- sure. You look at yeah. it, touchdown, the interception ratio, you look at the completion percentage, QBR, yeah. they're all up there. And and maybe it is just me being a little little blinded by the talent that he had on, on some of those other seasons. And they're running more. They're running 
running yeah, more. So his pass yeah. attempts are a lot lower because yep. of it. Yeah. Um, Regardless, this is an MVP season. So it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that we have the the luxury of comparing stuff like that, guys. Guys, think about that too. <laughs> think about think about Rogers' season this year, and then we touched on 2011. So yeah, Rogers. He's had a, like three of the best seasons in the history of the football. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that shows year, you how much of this year, and there was another year. Um, it, it, if you think about it, he's had three of the best years of quarterback has he's, ever he's had. The I'm only gonna, quarterback to ever have three game uh, seasons of forty plus touchdowns and seven or less interceptions. Yeah, that's great. I think this year proved, and I, I'm gonna hate to do this. So this is gonna have to go on the record. I'm gonna have to agree with Brett here. I think this year is more impressive than 2011 for a couple of reasons. First off, it goes to show you how shitty the quarterback rating. Um, metric is in the NFL there's no way in hell with a 70 plus percent percentage completion percentage and only five interceptions and 48 touchdowns that his QB rating is lower this year by a point than it was in 2011 because I tell you what it doesn't the, make sense it doesn't make any sense and that's why I like ESPN's QBR rating because it shows you know it, it he brings in more metrics like overthrown passes stuff like that has to contested throws stuff like that so to me I think that QBR or the QB rating of the NFL NFL uses bullshit because the eye test tells me that and the stats tell me that Rodgers had a better quarterback year this year than he did in 2011 and the two throws that I remember from this year that I went holy shit they were both to Tay forget who they were against the, the one was against the Bears I believe or no maybe it was the Titans up the sideline maybe it was the Bears and he dropped it there was great coverage the guy was, was right on Tay yep and he dropped it in Tay's hands and Tay amazingly caught it without even seeing the ball and then against maybe it was Philadelphia over the middle for 40 yards when they're sitting on their own goal line and he threw it over the middle between two guys and he strung it in there and Tay caught that one. Those two throws reminded me of that throw in the Super Bowl to Greg Jennings. That throw over the middle that sealed the to game. The game. Third down. Yep. yep. So to me, it's like, man, and those two throws are to a throw that maybe a handful of guys can make. Maybe. I, I, don't, I, I doubt there's many guys that can maybe Patrick Mahomes can make that throw to Sean Watson, but there's not many guys in this league that can make that throw. And he did it twice this year and I, I and those two stick out there might have been more but those two are the ones that pop in my head they're like holy shit this guy's 37 throwing dimes like that I, I think the critics looking at the past couple seasons were right about Rodgers being on the decline I think all of us could look back at some of those games and be like what kind of throw was that he was missing guys uh, by five yards overthrowing stuff timing off you look like shit and you could blame the receivers all you wanted but when the ball's not getting to the receiver to catch it that's on Rodgers. He went back and looked at film from 2010 when he was making those throws. He wasn't missing a lot this year. He was on point with a lot of his throws. Zach, you just talked about it. Those two that he made, that were just dimes. He doesn't make that uh, last year. He overthrows him by five yards. He underthrows him by five yards. He throws it behind him. Throws it out of bounds. Yeah. He also also talked about on the Pat McAfee show about having his legs back for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, bro squatting four and five pounds. Jesus Christ. That was my max when I was in high school, 405. That was my max never. And I used to do it in reps. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had you to, have, I had the silver sticker on the board for 405. Did you have AJ Dillon legs or what? I still have pretty close. To, I have baby Dillon legs. My baby legs are Dylan. pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> I do have pretty huge legs, dude. Like no I don't. I have chicken legs. Your arms are probably bigger on than my uh, hamstrings. No, no, but he did say that. He said I had a broken leg and my knee was all busted up. So he played with a broken leg when he came back out against the Bears that season. That's right. He put up 20. He beat him with a broken leg, guys. That must have been horrible. Rogers yeah. is a pussy. He was so high, he said, it's my knee. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that? Oh, yes. my God. He was oh, high man. as a kite. It was my knee. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I was like, what did y'all, what kind of tour doll did you get this motherfucker? He's like, I don't know. It was my knee. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It was high as a kite. <laughs> All I can see is Khalil Mike falling on his face and Randall Cobb scoring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one, one thing I want to add to Rogers, I uh, just saw this pop up on Timeline. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow uh, Stuhl Presidente, the founder of Barstool Sports, but he's been going around the country and giving money to um, bars and restaurants that are hurting from COVID. And Rogers just donated a half million dollars to the Barstool Fund. Oh. To, to help that's, that's dope wow that's yeah. awesome yeah one of the local bars here that's like the college bar just did a huge um kind of a merchant or a marketing scheme to get uh stool presidente to come to marquette and uh donate to them so hopefully they use some of rogers money to do that really cool thing at rogers to do a half million dollars i mean that's chump change to him but not anybody else i'm hearing out there that have uh put ponied up their millions of dollars to help out so very that's cool for awesome. rogers that's my quarter Y'all can see T.O. right now, can't you? As soon as I said it, you see T. You saw T.O. crying. Just crying. With his his big old diamonds in his ears. Guys, you know what's so funny? In the beginning of this year, we didn't know what to expect with this team. And we were like, man. We were angry after the draft. We were mad. Yeah, like, man, what y'all doing, you know? I was depressed. A little depressed. A little depressed. That big bottle of Remy was gone pretty quick for me on draft night. But right now, as we sit, and they're the number one seed, and we're looking at this team that's 13-3 and back-to-back years. This is a different 13-3, and though, which is kind of crazy. You wouldn't think that 13-3 and would be so different. (laughs) Last year's team and this uh, this year's team would kick the shit out of last year's team. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Last year's team would be their bitch. Yeah, like, I look at it, and I'm like, it's just not even close. What do you guys think? When we started this all, we didn't think this team could win the Super Bowl. Do you think this team can win the Super Bowl? I I absolutely think this team can win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I do. I think our toughest matchup would be the Ravens, in all honesty. I mean, I think that's the one team that we would might struggle to match up with the Lamar effect of how he you only see you never see how many times a year do you see a quarterback like Lamar? He's kind of one of a kind. We'd have to change our entire defense for that one game. They run the ball so well, and their defense is starting to peak at the right time. And and I think Zach mentioned Buffalo as well. Is they scare me. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Buffalo, scary I, I, Buffalo scares me more than the Ravens, personally. Buffalo scores, scares me more than anybody in the entire playoff field on either side. 
Yeah, they just they're a damn good team. They're playing been playing great ball. Uh, their quarterback is on fire. They have weapons. They have a solid defense. Our old boy over there, Micah Hyde. He's been and Diggs always plays well against the Packers, too. I mean, that's yeah. another factor in all this, is that if we do face them, it's always like good games against us. Jair will shut Diggs down. We can only hope if that's a scenario. Oh, it's gonna happen. If it happens. If it happens. Yeah. I think Jair locking anybody down at this point. He don't care who it is. Jair what do you think, Brett? Down. You think KC is getting you good, Brett? I think KC sucks. Um, hey, don't suck. You know he doesn't. <laughs> Y'all know he doesn't believe that. That's the, you know that's he doesn't the, believe that. I, I, Brett, Brett's a I, ginger, so he, he should love anything red, but he seems to be hating oh, on his fellow gingers. Oh, my God. I, mean, I, I think the, I think the AFC <laughs> as tough as it is, it kind of they're kind of like gonna beat up on themselves a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, we'll see. I think the weakest team in the AFC right now is the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a little overrated. They're overrated. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Brown's not that good. That I, I mean, I, I think that matchup in general. I'm not. I don't, know, I don't think anybody's worried about either of those teams. I just. I Buffalo just have got the number two seed, right? Yeah, they they beat them. I just have a feeling that uh, I don't know. It's just like I told you guys in the chat. I just have a gut feeling that KC is not going to come out of the AFC. I, I don't know who's going to beat them. Maybe Buffalo. I just, just all it takes is that one time where Mahomes isn't like amazing, 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 and this year he hasn't been. Like, he's been really, really good. He's also been kind of human. Yeah, he's had a couple of games with more than it's one been like three or four too. of them. Where it's like, it's like, it's games. not. He's played like shit. Yeah, he hasn't been the best. So if, if he plays still like won, that, but still. If he plays like that in the playoffs, though, they will lose. Buffalo, Buffalo has just a lot of weapons and that mobile quarterback that can also throw. Can That's score the with the best of them. Just yeah. like KC. But Their I just defense like- is down this year compared to what a lot of people thought it would be, is which is why I think they're not better than they actually could be. Well, this has been fun, guys, man. Like I said, it's been fun watching this team. It's been fun getting to this point of us just being able to sit back and watch some football tomorrow and Sunday and get ready to see who we get in the divisional round, man. I'm beyond excited. I'm with you guys. This team can definitely win the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl runs through Lambeau if they don't make it happen. Being a Packer fan, being a Wisconsin sports fan, we kind of get our heart broken a lot, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) I'm hoping this year is the year, man, that things work out. They've kind of worked. They've gotten to this point for a reason. It's a good football team. I think they can beat anybody. We've shown that we can win in multiple ways. I'm excited to see what they're able to do, starting with that divisional round. And damn it, they win. We're doing another one of these regardless, win or lose. Let's hope, hopefully we're doing at least three more podcasts before this season's over. Yes, sir. I agree. I'm all about that. We're going to wish that shit into existence. <laughs> I, I ain't wishing shit. I know that's going to happen. Hey, hey, Brett. Hey, Brett, I got to ask you a question. Oh, what do you think the score is going to be in the Super Bowl? The score? Yeah. Let, okay, so I think it's going to be Buffalo versus Green Bay. Okay. Buffalo is going to put up 24 points, and Green Bay is going to put up 41. Mm. Okay, I got. here's my prediction. I think Buffalo is going to score seven points, and Green Bay nine. <laughs> what? That's kind of crazy. That would be like my I'm a MVP.